Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. 50% of all lifetime mental illness begins at the age of 14, 75% by the age of 24. You got something going on. You need to reach out to somebody, maybe a neutral third party, markwelltherapy.com. Dr. David Markwell and his therapists uh, do an amazing job there at Ridgeline Counseling. Markwelltherapy.com. They can do it virtually. You can stop by one of their three Georgia locations, East Cobb, Marietta near the square, or McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. Again, markwelltherapy.com. Who's Tony? You're going to have to find out for yourself when you go into the Norcross showroom for UCI Kitchen and Bath. Maybe you're looking at a little reno project to start the new year. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. You're mentioning the BS. You're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertop. UCIGranite.com. That's the website. Do some shopping online, you tech nerd. But when you go into the showroom, uh, make sure you ask for Tony. Tell him Jason said hi. True story. Uh, one of our most popular guests uh, is Mad Doug Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm. Uh, that's no joke. You guys love him. I love him. If you have any questions for him when he pops in on the show, you can go to podcastthebs.com. There's a whole section set up. You can ask us on social media, or you can leave a message on our hotline, 404-369-3825, possibly get a one-on-one. -on -one. Specializing in criminal law, located in Atlanta, but practices nationwide, theauroralawfirm.com, theauroralawfirm.com. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. <laughs> Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. All right, there it is, episode 131 of the BS. Thanks for being uh, yeah. My name is Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissors Studio, brought to us by Gornstein and Watkins, your trial litigation attorneys, gwtrial.com. Personal injury, wrongful death, contracts, transactions, tenant disputes, landlord disputes, you name it. Bam. Gorenstein and Watkins has got you. GWTrial.com or 470-491-0808. All right. How am I going to do this? There in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, the Nader Tater Vader Masturbator and the oh-so-smart, salacious, vivacious... Nate and Nikki D. There you go. I, 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 Contagious. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I wasn't prepared for that. But both of you are in the same place. And hola. Yeah. We're live from the office. Live, live from the L office. So, uh, and there, um, I just don't think he moves in the Zelensky Studios in Noonan, Georgia. It doesn't change. Doesn't move. I don't know if he eats. He might not even be real. Uh, there is the B man, Brandon Thrasher. Hello, Brandon. Hey there, everybody. How's it going? Good. All right. On the count of three, let's all say it. All right. All right. Three, two, one. 
Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. And Brandon had no Thank idea you. what we were doing. And he <laughs> did not. He was so confused. <laughs> He's like, happy Wednesday. <laughs> It's, 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 it's the Nikki D birthday, the Nikki D birthday, the Nikki D birthday. She loves her birthday. She I love my birthday. Loves her birthday. And how old are you? 41. 41. You don't look a day over 32. I'll tell you that Thank right now. You. You're welcome. Uh, you look like you got some sun while you're down there in Mexico. Yeah, it's hot here. It's sunny. I've been out. I've been at the pool. I've been on adventures. I went to Cozumel. I've been outside. Yeah, you're probably wondering. You don't say that to an African-American woman, Jason. That's not what you say. She's got a glow to her is what I'm saying. She's got a refreshed, oh. relaxed glow to her. Yeah, that's probably my facial. Got yeah. a facial. Mm -hmm. Brandon got a facial from Def August not that long ago. He had the same glow to him. Until he, <laughs> he, he wiped his chin. <laughs> not that kind. <laughs> so how's it been? Has it been good? Yeah, I've had a great time. Um, last night, I went out in the city by myself, met with some people. I had like seven shots of tequila. Hold on, stop for a second. As soon as you said that, I could hear Brandon's mind going, did you find those Peruvian whores that me and August picked up? <laughs> did you fit you to the strip club? <laughs> did no. You, did you get held hostage at the strip club for $400? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't see a strip club anywhere, actually. You were smart and stayed on the tour strip, right? Yes, that's where I was. So, what, what, bro, Nate, where well, were you? The city, that's the safe part. You got to go, you got to venture out a little further. You know, you got to go a few roads back. Uh uh. You don't even do that in the United States. Like, you definitely don't do that in a foreign country. You don't go into a city and go, Oh, you know what? This is all where everybody's at. This sucks. I want to go see where the natives live, and let's go off the beaten path. <laughs> That's how you miss your flight. Twice. People always think that when they go to a, a foreign country that they have to go somewhere where they're not supposed to go, or I don't want to say not supposed to go, but not where they're supposed to be. Let's put it that way. You don't even do like you go to New York. You're not like, Oh, we're not going to Manhattan, dude. I buddy of mine told me this is where all the people without houses or jobs live. Let's go there. That's real New York right there. No, it's not. <laughs> not safe. Yeah. Got to go see Like, what do you expect to see in Mexico? The natives, like, do you think that they're going to be in like loincloths and hanging from trees and living in tree houses with nets around them and stuff? No, it's, I mean, they're like the reason why they live over there and far from the tourist attractions because they don't want to deal with people like us <laughs> and they don't <laughs> want you to come and visit them. That's why they moved out there. Uh, anyway, uh, so Nate, why didn't you go out with Nikki? Uh, I guess last night. What were you doing? Well, we uh, we went to Cozumel, and so then we came back, and she went back to her hotel, and then we went back to our place. Um, and we were planning on getting dinner, but then we we kind of ate a little bit late on the island. So then we're just like, let's just scrap dinner tonight, and we'll just you know we knew we had to record this uh, this morning. So um, so yeah, we just kind of canceled it out, and she she's on like. She's kind of near the ferry, so we're not like next door to each other or anything. So, um, so she was just like, "I'm just going to go explore around uh, in her little area." She's at. Yeah, you always get caught up in that day where you think everything's timed out perfectly, but it just starts to run over because you're, you know, you for you lose track of time. You're in paradise, and then you get back and you're just like, "God, I'm so tired." Then you get this big, like, "What am I talking about? I'm tired. I'm on vacation. I got to go out." 
You That's know. exactly what I did. I went back to my hotel room. I had used the bathroom so bad. And then when I finished, I was like, oh, I want to go back outside. So I went back outside. But Nate's like, I live here. I'm tired. I got to get some shut eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. I know. We all. We, yeah, I get it. I, I totally get it. Uh, so you walked around, you got, that's cool. You walked around, you got some tequila. Should you meet any boys yet? You meet any? Seniors? No, um, they try to talk to me, but it's kind of a language barrier. So they just kind of yell when I walk down like, Hey, Hollywood. And I'm just like, Hey, but no, nobody of substance that I can chat with. They call you Hollywood. Yeah. There's <laughs> Nate's my manager. Yeah. I have I'm, I'm the story. I'm her manager. So I'll be like, you don't know Tatiana and her new hit single, Do But A Do? Come on. <laughs> well, she's a big deal in the States, guys. Come on, let's be real. <laughs> so you're Tatiana, which is the name of my daughter's, one of her best friends. We call her Tati, oh, yeah. Tati for short. And you have uh, a, a sitcom called Dabity Do. Uh, a hit single. Single, yeah. Oh, do what do. Oh, oh, I'd love to hear just the hook, if you if you don't mind. My manager will do it for you. Oh, Tiger. <laughs> no, no one's asked you to sing for him. No, I don't even know why they keep calling me Hollywood. Um, they've been doing it to me every time I walk down the street, but just so happened yesterday. Finally, Nate and Alexis heard them <laughs> when I was walking up to meet them. They heard them yelling like Hollywood. But yeah, they've been doing that since I got here. Well, you better they be, always think I'm somebody. You better be careful, Nate. Now they're going to think you're a liar every time you have friends in town. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know how Nikki is. She dresses up where you know almost wherever she goes, so she's looking all good on the walking down the street. And then it's just you know Nikki, and then these two white people. So they're like, oh, they have to be her manager. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, have you seen Jeff Lowe with Tiger King? No, we haven't seen him yet. Really? He still, I think, lives. Yeah, he still lives, I think, in the strip. I you know, follow him on social media, and they're always posting pictures and all that good stuff. So you do anything uh, overly exciting other than just relax and get some beach time in? No, we're going to the jungle in a minute. So that's going to be my, like, exciting thing to do today. Is there another name for the jungle, Nate? Yeah, uh, which I think, yeah, you guys came to that one, right? Yeah. It's Where a, we like so, floated yeah. through the caves and stuff. Mm. It's a theme park. It's not a jungle. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> well, there's people. It is that, in the jungle. Yeah. People work there. There's safety vests and all kinds of good stuff. So. <laughs> Usually when somebody says they're going in the jungle, that's kind of why I was like, I don't know if Nate's taking you into the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, you talk about me embellishing stories. We're going into the jungle. Tell my story, please. We're Thank going, you. We're going into the jungle with jeeps with no doors. Oh, it's crazy. We're gonna we're gonna go explore the meadow. You're going to a baseball game. Let's be real. <laughs> Escaret is awesome. I mean, that's like I could I could do that every time I go back. It's just always something to see. Uh, that, that's the where you go through the water and to the things and the things. Yeah, you can float through the caves and there's the animals and the butterfly garden and the aviary and the, mm. the aquarium and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to do. Can I give you a piece of advice from one tourist to another? Sure. Where and if you don't have one, go buy a long sleeve swim shirt because... This time of year, I know it's still beautiful and the sun's out and it's probably in its 70-some degrees. The water's still going to be chilly. Now, when you get in it, it's fine, but it doesn't hurt to have one of those. You know what I'm talking about? Like the kind of the, even if it's those SPF shirts, you know, it'll, it'll keep you a little bit warmer. 
Oh, that's a good idea because I don't like being cold. Yeah, it's it's a great idea. I wish I would have brought mine. I mean, when you get in, it's freezing. I mean, you get used to it within seconds, but when you pop back out, you're freezing. So that's that's that would be my two cents of advice. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Do you know why I get one of those shirts? Uh, I don't know. Why don't you go ask all your fans on the on the strip there? <laughs> I'll ask them. They'll tell me. Somebody will tell me. I'm sure you'll be able to find one on your way to. I'm sure you could probably <laughs> buy one before you even get into Escaret. I'm sure they have a. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, Fifth Ave, there's so many shops and, you know, souvenir stores and stuff. So, yeah, I'm sure they have one in one of those shops. So, no boys. Uh, have we gotten too intoxicated where we fell or something silly like that did we pull brandon did we go play with the federales guns no 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 i don't ever get that drunk i'm a responsible adult so i did have one too many shots last night but (laughs) i realized i had too many and i maneuvered my way back home now the only thing i did do that was a little crazy because i took too many shots was I had all these restaurants that I wanted to just taste things because of what Nate and Alexis had told me. So I left from taking seven tequila shots and I went to McDonald's, Subway, a pizza place and a dessert bar all in like 15 minutes. (laughs) That wasn't smart. (laughs) So I was pretty sick in the middle of the night. I was going to say, did you throw up? I didn't throw up, but I had to go to the bathroom, and I feel like I was going to throw up. Is that a filter that you guys have, or is that a room? In the office. Oh, yeah, we rented this office out. Yeah. No. Yeah, you can't tell by the fake table on top of the real table. <laughs> oh, yeah. It blends in, though, right? I didn't notice it at first either. Oh, yeah, now I can see it. <laughs> I I tried to do a filter, um when I was in California, but my laptop, I guess, isn't. Yeah, it, it takes out a lot of power to use it. I yeah. yeah, it was like, sorry, you know, skull and crossbones. You can't do it. Your laptop sucks. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> All right. and then Buddy, our video guy's like, you know, I wish when you go on vacation, you could get a better spot to record with better lighting and a better back uh, backdrop. I'm like, dude. <laughs> I mean, California, it's like, come on, <laughs> like, give me a break. <laughs> it's just to relax, dude. Uh, all right. Well, I'm glad everything worked out well. Plane trip was good there. I'm sure plane trip will be great back. And, you know, you got a little R&R and then, you know, get back to the real world. So I'm glad. Happy for you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Did you get her anything for her birthday? Uh, not really. I've just like, we've been, you know, getting dinners here and there. We rented the car yesterday. So, um, she said on her Facebook not to get her anything like physical. Cause, um, she just would rather have like a cash app, like buy her a drink or something in, in uh, Mexico here. So, so we kind of followed that, that rule. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Who does that? Who posts <laughs> on social media? Don't buy me anything. Just give me money. I've never seen anyone do that before. Because I have friends that buy me gifts every year and they buy me a lot of stuff. Last year, there was a package at my door two weeks up until my birthday every single day. I'm trying to downsize. So I just put out an APB for everybody. Those that I may have missed that I didn't privately message and let them know I can't collect any more stuff. So please don't send me stuff. If you still want to gift me, you don't have to. But if you do, just send me a cash app. And that's what all my friends have done. It's kind of, it kind of comes across a little cringeworthy, though. Am I wrong here? You're wrong. Okay. Yeah, no, no. It's like it's kind of like the um, 
I mean, this is like the GoFundMe era, so I think most people are are numb to it. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Like maybe back in the day, it'd be weird. I think still in this day, it's a little weird, to be honest with you. I, I know you're sitting right next to her, and she can hit you, but I, I think if you and I were talking, you'd, you'd probably say, yeah, you know, I, I didn't want to say anything, but you're right. It was a little cringeworthy, a little weird. Well, it's like what my family does for Christmas. We don't buy gifts anymore. We'll, like, go on a trip together. So we kind of said, yeah, no Christmas gifts this year. So I think a lot of people do that. So Yeah, but I, I, mean, but, but I got Hanson's not posting, you know, a page and a half on social media about why not to get you anything. Just send me money. I also said you don't have to send me anything. But if oh. you do want to, here's mm. another option. Because people are going to say, well, I want to get you something for your birthday. Well, just send me a cash app. It could be 20 bucks. Mm. And you don't have to send me nothing. I had somebody respond back to the post and say, I'm not getting you anything this year. I got you something last year. You got me something this year. Let's call it even. And I said, that's fine with me. I don't <laughs> have to receive anything from you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> friends cool. are negotiating with you. <laughs> right. It's, it's cool. It's not a deal. It's like you, it, it, her friends feel, it's like you have to get her something. <laughs> like a, like a, I appreciate that conversation though. Cause I've had like Alexis and I have like a couple friend in uh, Orlando and we would, we're like, how does this stop? Cause like, like we got something for them then they got some for us. And then one year we're like, all right, well we actually it was when we moved to Atlanta. I was like, okay, we're not doing gifts anymore. And then they sent us a gift. I'm like, Oh shoot. Now we got to send them a gift. So it went back and forth and it's, it, you just wish you could just be like, Hey, can we just call this a wash? We got each other's gifts for for a while. Let's just, you know, we're still friends. <laughs> That's why you don't start getting anybody anything. That's why you just, yeah. you know, I, I always, it's very simple for us because we love, Rach and I love to give people gifts. I'm not a big gift return guy, as you all know. Um, but if we give, not that I expect anything back, but it's the reaction to what we give you. So if we give you something and it's kind of like expect it, then you can go fuck yourself and you won't get one next year. That's just how that is. And it just, just shows how, like, if you're expecting it, um, then, you know, I mean, I think we all know the, the example that I'm talking about. So it's like, go fuck yourself. No more, no longer. It's just not happening. Um, yeah. Well, at least that's a positive social media back and forth with you being in Mexico and for your birthday. I got to tell you, uh, some of the responses that I've seen with my trip to California have been, what's the word I'm looking for? Dick? <laughs> yeah, disheartening. Um, <laughs> unexpected. Uh, re silly? Ridiculous. So, like, there's been a series of events since I've been in California. Now, Rach and I were vacationing in California. We went to Sacramento. Yes, we went to go see some friends. Um, I mean, I, I said that, you know, she had asked me, where do you want to go? And I said, Sacramento. Well, there's more to it than that, of course. You know, I don't have to explain everything uh, on social media, but um, we went to go see some friends. That's it. You know, never been. It was cool. Great. Then we get back. And we're selling Paradise City. You know, it just happens to be happening at the same time. And uh, which is our Airbnb. By the way, side note, if you still want to stay at Paradise City, you still can. Either you can, like, up until the 31st, you can, uh, you can book it out on our Airbnb or VRBO or Verbo. I guess that's what you're supposed to say. Um, 
or afterwards you can find it on Airbnb or if they use Verbo. So the new owners are still going to be renting it out. So it's still going to be the same. It's a, they're going to keep Paradise City because I made an amazing sign and I'm sure the hell I'm sure they don't want to pull that damn thing out of the ground. And they've got all the signage and everything already up. So you can still stay there. It's just not going to be owned by us anymore. But these comments. Have you guys seen any of these comments? Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. They're like, I can't believe you're moving to Libtard, California. I never said that. You know, <laughs> that place is on place is going to hell. It's like, that's the that's the comments that that irritate me. And they don't irritate me personally, like they don't affect my life. What they do is they affect my brain on for you. Meaning that there is a mentality that you that there are people that automatically think certain places in the world or certain ways based off of whatever and jump to conclusions based off of nothing, right? Whether I, let's just say I move there. Who the fuck cares? I'm sure there's going to be a good reason that I move there if I do, but I haven't said that. So take it for what it's worth. But to like, do you, like the other thing that bothers me or I don't want to say bothers me, irritates me is that I'm assuming that a lot of the people that make comments on my social media. Now, if it's on my personal page, it would be different because I don't expect people on my personal page to listen to this show. But if it's on my fan page or if it's on the show page, I'm expecting that you're hearing the long form conversation of why we're out there you really don't have any footing to stand on to make comments on social media based off of social media without listening to the show. In my, in my opinion, like if you don't subscribe, you don't participate, you don't help this out. You don't support the cause. You don't educate yourself. I mean, this is what we do. It's the entertainment version. That's the entertainment side of me on those social media pages. So like, if you're not following up with explanations and all that stuff, you know, you got to kind of shut your hole, in my opinion. Um, you know, that's just my two cents. But to know that the mentality is like that, you know, can you imagine what people in other parts of the country are saying about Atlanta, especially now with the protests and the cops, uh, cop cars on fire and the people getting shot and living in the woods and you got gay couples uh, prostituting kids and You've got uh, a 13-year-old a boy, innocent boy, getting shot for no reason because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. This is like a daily uh, thing here. And then people mm-hmm. in Atlanta are going, well, shit, did you see what's in California? They've had two mass shootings in like 48 hours. Yeah, they have. There's no no disputing that. You know, it's, it's all over the place, people. <laughs> it's not a political party. It's, it, it's not a, it's not a, I mean, maybe it could be a race thing. Maybe it could be a political party. I don't know. It's just a thing. We live in a really fucked up world right now. And you got a lot of cracked out people that are doing some cracked out things. So it's everywhere. Where you live is not perfect. I promise you that. Doesn't matter where you're at, including Mexico. Every place yep. has got its problems. Yep. Welcome to my world and trying to tell people. It's funny the people that, that don't believe mainstream media sure do listen to it about different areas of the country and the world. <laughs> you know, it's like there, there's that kind of persona of, uh, of 
California. Same thing with Mexico. You got people saying how dangerous it is or whatever. When the people here are saying the same thing about the U.S., like all we see is school shootings, mass murderers, you know, you know, all these other different types of cases happening in the United States. And they're like, oh, I'm afraid to go there. But it's like you said, it's like this everywhere. There's things that are happening in all parts of the world. I, I guess what what irritates me is I'm just wondering what happens in their homes and the conversation at dinner and the conversation that they're having in front of their kids and the misinformation and the hate and all that negative is being funneled down to a generation that's innocent and that should be allowed to come to uh, an understanding of the world led by their parents. There's no doubt about it but not pushed by their parents. And that I think is what bothers me the most, right? You know, is that they're listening to the father sit there at the table. Oh my God, you're barely moving a lip tart California. Well, look, if you want to get political about it, I hate to break the news to you. And this is just based off of data. Georgia's a blue state now, based off of the last election. Now, it could go back to red. There's no doubt about it. Probably will. Wouldn't doubt it. But based off of those numbers, it's a blue. Now, I don't care either way. You could be a pink state for for all I care. I I don't care about that stuff. But I'm talking to the people on social media, you know, that that base states off of, I guess, how they vote. But are you forgetting how the state voted last last election? I mean, it was the thing, right? We were the thing. It was us in Arizona. We were the thing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you kind of, it just, it hurt. It hurts me to know that you don't know and you look silly. And I hate people that follow me on social media that I want to love and embrace that look silly. I don't want you and to look I don't look know silly. why everything has to be political. Well, because that's... Why does everything have to be political? People, people like everything to be political because it's a safety net to voice their opinion. Because they, instead of standing on your own two feet and voicing their opinion of, this is how I feel, they feel that if they say, this is how we feel, it gives them more of a, a footing to stand on. You know, people need a crowd. People need an audience. People need a backing. You know, versus just saying, hey, this is how I am. This is just- you posted a picture of a view. I mean, if you posted a picture of a duck, what are they going to say about that? It's like, how do you make everything political? <laughs> I don't I, understand I, it. I, I will say, since we're, we are on this, this conversation, I, I feel that there are certain people that have a big voice that are possibly changing that black and white, blue and red. People like Rogan, who there's no doubt leans to the right, and that's fine, but he's, I think, for the most part, pretty fair. He takes shots, at, you know, he, he goes after he goes after what he believes is right and what he believes is wrong. Um, uh, uh, um, just forgot his name. Uh, on HBO, uh, Maher. Um, oh, uh, Bill Maher. Bill Maher, thank you. He's, you know, you don't know what the hell he is, right? Because I think he's very fair. He comes across as very fair. I've also noticed some of the networks that have, for the most part, leaned one way or the other. They've got people in the middle now that are taking shots at who they're supposed to be representing. I love that. You know, I, you know, I, I love the, the, the 
person that's in the middle that sees bullshit on both sides. Um, you know, that's what I've always said I am. You know, I mean, you can have views that lean right and views that lean left, just as long as that you're man enough or woman enough to sit there and go, okay, just because I lean left and this guy cheated on his wife and knocked up an underage girl doesn't mean I'm going to support him or give him, give him outs, you know, burn him at the stake, get him out of here. He's a bad representation of us. That's all I've ever asked for is people to be fair instead of just trying to defend everybody because they're a certain color. They sit in a certain side of a room. I think that's kind of silly. Um, yeah. But it is weird that people will jump to politics about an area. You know, like if you, you said you were going to visit Arizona, I'm not going to be like, I'll oh, make sure they count your votes right. You know, I'm going to say, hey, are you going to the Grand Canyon or going to the Four Corners? What are you, what are you doing there? I'm not I'm not going to bring politics into it. It's just weird that there's like three or four states that everybody has to do that with. Yeah, I, I've never done that either. You know, I guess when you travel to a certain place, there is a stereotype of the people. You know, I mean, in Georgia, we're all rednecks, right? In California, we all got blonde hair, blue eyes, and smoke weed, and, you know, we steal, surf. surf and steal things, and we're just like, whatever, dude, let's pronoun it up, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's that mindset, right? In Florida, everybody's old. You know, everybody's yeah. old. It doesn't matter. I lived there for most of my life. Uh, at, at the age of 14, I was 75. It's just how it is, you know? And then if you live in Orlando, it's, oh my gosh, you you go to Disney every day, don't you? (laughs) No, we don't go to Disney every day. (laughs) Like we very rarely go to Disney. It's just the mindset of people and how they have it. And it's always so wrong. I mean, I'm not saying that there aren't patches of people that, that are like that. Georgia's not filled with rednecks. You know, there are a lot of people that are the farthest thing from rednecks in the state of Georgia. There are the people in California that I learned when I was in Sacramento are the farthest thing from what the stereotype might be. I, you know, I will tell you that I believe Southern hospitality is bullshit. I, I, I think Southern hospitality, if you want to jump on a conspiracy train, Southern hospitality has grown into a defense for not having the balls to tell people to go fuck themselves. <laughs> I I really believe that. I I really honestly believe that the bless your heart in Chicago means go fuck yourself. I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's the equivalent. Um, That's what it means here too. It's that nice, nasty approach. They just say it with a twang. So you don't know you're being insulted. Well, that's what I'm saying is that you just, the Southern hospitality is just, you don't have the balls to do it because of something based off of your great, great grandfather. You know, everything has got a, historical tie to it a six degrees to great great grandfather or something to that effect uh it's it's you know it's it's an excuse i think southern hospitality is an excuse um so anyway uh, a couple things when i went out to california that i I didn't bring up because it was uh on my uh towards the end of my trip and i was sidetracked with other things going on um both rachel and i were sick the entire trip which sucks i mean like she's still sick which is crazy. We don't know what's going on. Uh, went to a Sacramento Kings game. Oh, how did that go? What is that? Is that baseball? Hockey? It's basketball. That's, that's basketball. Oh, basketball. They're actually I've never heard of the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> they're actually doing well this year, which I learned when I went to this game because I'm not a big basketball guy. And they play at the Golden One Center. Uh, 
and I had a blast. Their hype guy, I don't know who he is. That, uh, that you know that that that's the Mike Monkey for that for that team is probably one of the best hype guys I have ever seen in my life. This dude was good, like just tailor made for that job, tailor made for camera, tailor made for a crowd. This guy was awesome. I mean, like, you know, when you're in the business, a lot of times people in the business will be like, oh, that guy sucks, man. I could do so much better. It's a, nah, 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 nah. This guy was awesome. He's the best mic guy that I've ever seen at a sporting event. That's how good what he is. What were you sitting at? So, uh, section 105 or something like that. I mean. Okay. So you were down, not like in a skybox or nothing? Uh, no, I was not in a skybox for the game, whole game. Um, but we had seats. So we were in the seats the majority of the time. Uh, but it was cool. You know, it was really neat. The, the people over there are excited because that's their only professional sports team. You know, the the rest is uh, they're fans of the 49ers, which they've got a lot to cheer for there. Uh, the Giants from San Francisco. Brandon, the Giants are? Baseball. All right, 49ers are? Uh, football. There you go. <laughs> Why do you sound remedial? <laughs> football, baseball. And, and, I'm, and I'm guessing the uh, San Jose Sharks would be their hockey team. That would be the go-to hockey I don't team. See, I don't see Sharks playing hockey. I don't think of hockey when I think of Sharks. Do you see Giants like playing football or 49ers playing football? Gi- Giants playing baseball. I see that. They'd probably be really good at it. You would think they would. Home run every time. Yeah. Or no, actually it would be caught because <laughs> they're so tall. <laughs> True. <laughs> You'd have to build up the fence. What about 49ers playing football? Yeah. I mean, I think 49ers are like miners, right? And uh, there's pretty rough net guys. I think they can get in there and scrabble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the whole gold mine, gold rush thing going on over there. It was uh, so like at the halftime show of, of this basketball game, so the whole night, because they've got a lot of casinos in a, in a, in a high Asian community in, in California. And so the, the whole night was sponsored by, I'm assuming, an Asian kind of run casino. And they were celebrating the Lunar New Year. Okay. <laughs> and so they would have occasionally, like, they, they were like, yeah, we're bringing out the blah, 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 Kung Fu Club or something. And they had all these people come out in their garb. And they, they didn't really do kung fu though they kind of just danced so it was weird so at halftime they were like yeah we got the the red panda coming out at halftime and it was like this this build-up throughout the first half of basketball don't go anywhere halftime the red panda is here in the golden one center you don't want to go anywhere the red and i would hear people going oh they got the red panda they got the like everybody knew who the red panda was and i'm like what the fuck could a red pan like? Is it an actual panda bear that's red? Is what is a red? Pa- I, I don't. I didn't know what to expect, and I was trying to figure it out. And I didn't Google it because I was curious and I wanted to be excited. So, what do you think, Nate? The red panda is. Well, I would think it's the like a red panda you'd see at the zoo. I think it's related to a a raccoon. Actually, it's not a panda, but okay. yeah, that's what I would think. Okay, and what would they do at halftime that people would be so excited about? I don't know. Maybe like what they do with the Georgia Bulldog. They just, it just comes out there and 
drools on shit and just sits there and looks cute. All right, so people were excited just to see the red panda is what you're saying. <laughs> I guess. Okay. Nikki, any idea what the, the – don't look – are you looking it up? You're not looking it up. Okay. What the, no, I'm not looking it up. What the red panda might I be? Think, I think that it might be some type of mascot, like a um, – like how the Braves has that th- that man that runs and it's like a race. I think it's some kind of oh. mascot that maybe does something special. Like uh, Mr. Freeze is who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The something Freeze. like that. The Freeze, I think. Mm-hmm. All right, Brandon, you want to take a shot at what the red panda might be? Uh, I think it's a Chinese food truck to serve people at halftime when they get hungry. Ooh, that's good. That's a good one. Just roll it out at halftime. Everybody goes out on the court. They have a, they have a gun that's shooting egg rolls in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the lights go down and the spotlight goes out on, on, on center court and it's time for the red panda. The red panda is an elderly Asian woman on a unicycle that balances bowls on her head. Oh, I was close. Chinese lady. Yeah. Did not see that coming. (laughs) Either did I. And people were on their feet waiting for the red panda. And I'm told, I'm like, oh my God, she's so expensive to get. I can't believe they got the red. I mean, everybody knew about the red panda. And so I'm like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's watch the red panda. Like Rach and I kind of look at each other going like, what the shit? <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> so this woman, she's probably, I'm, she's at least late sixties. I would probably even say early seventies. And she's got, she's not even dressed in red. She's dressed in blue and she's got kind of like, you know, like a, a bedazzled, uh, looks like an ice skating outfit on and she's all sparkly and she's on this, Unicycle or unicycle? Unicycle? Unicycle. 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 And she's got uh, people that are throwing bowls up at her, and she'll catch them on her head. And by the end of the gimmick, she had like 20 or 30 bowls stacked on her head. And she it was like she would catch it on her head and keep it on her head. And then the big trick uh, when it was all said and done is that she put like eight bowls on her foot and she stacked them against the top of her shin so they were opposite, you know? So there'd be open bowl, closed bowl, open, you know what I mean? So they were stacked up and she flicked her foot up and all eight bowls, because of the way she had them geometrically stacked on her shin, flipped up and landed on her head with the other bowls. And that was the red panda. And Sacramento was stoked to see this woman. That uh, sounds interesting. I would have been stoked to see that too. <laughs> these kind of halftime shows is why Brandon doesn't know who the the Sacramento Kings are. <laughs> we need to step this up. <laughs> so everybody was waiting for the big bowl, like eight bowl trick at the end. And she missed. She flopped. Right? Oh. And she didn't get them all in her head. They fell off. So you could see the disappointment in Red Panda's face and she perseveres. That's all. That's, that's the definition of the Red Panda. Red Panda. And so she was like, no, 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 no. She does the little wind up thing with her finger. Do it again. Whether it was meant to do that or not, you know, like that was good. Either way, it got the crowd even more excited. So the crowd starts chanting and this place is packed. They're playing the Oklahoma City Thunder. Red Panda, Red Panda, Red Panda, Red Panda. And I'm like, shh, what are you guys doing? Let her concentrate. Red Panda, Red Panda. 
panda, red panda. And she puts all the bowls up on her foot and flicks it up and bagazooka. And she gets it on her head. And the crowd goes wild and she's got a big smile on her face. And then she jumps down, like she puts the bowls, gives it to the bowl guy. And then she jumps, like just getting off the unicycle to me is a trick in itself because that damn thing is high. And she like lands down and catches the unicycle. And the unicycle was a high one. It wasn't a short one. I mean, the damn thing, she's like eight foot in the air. So that's the red panda. So you ever, ever wanted that's, to know? That, that, that's all there was? Just her or was there like some dancers around her? That's the thing, Nate, is I'm still perplexed about this. Is like, I get it. It was neat. I don't know if I'm all in. You know, like I walked away saying the same thing. That was everybody was that excited about. <laughs> but they were, and it was electric in there. It might have been the most intense halftime show I've ever seen as far as being there in the crowd at a, at a sporting event. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, what kind of music are they playing? Uh, were they? Chinese music, you know, dong, ding, 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 dong, dong, ding, ding, uh, you know, ding, ding. To me, that sounds more interesting than just watching girls do a dance routine at halftime. That's another thing I wanted to bring up. The Sacramento Kings have boy dancers. Nobody wants to see that shit. Nobody wants <laughs> to see guys dance. Uh, in a dance crew for for a sports organization, you might want to dance. You got to find another gig. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. Women don't even want to see that because the girls are dressed sexy, right? That's part of the gimmick. That's why you want to look at them. I'm sorry to say this for some people that that might offend, but we all still are sexual beings and we all still get turned on by the opposite sex, depending on what your sexuality is, Right. It's a thing. That's how babies are made. You know, you sit there and you go, okay, they're beautiful women. They're dancing. No guy is sitting there going, oh, my God, did you see that move? No, they're looking at their bodies. That's what we do. Then you throw the dudes in the mix. No woman is sitting there looking at them going, look how hot that guy is because they're not dressed to show how hot they are. Now, if you had the guys dressed like the women, I could understand that. You know, give something for the ladies. But they're dressed in, you know, the long pants and the shirts and like thick cottony thing. Like they're cheerleaders. Nobody wants to see that shit, but they had them. So, you know, yeah. Don't, the, don't most of them have guys that like, they're usually like the spotters or whatever that throw up the girls in the air and do for, flips and stuff. Yeah. yeah. For, for cheerleaders, but these are dancers. There's a difference. Yeah. But still for the dancers, don't they? Like, I, I know the Orlando magic have a couple, but yeah. What are they wearing? Like, like uh, those kind of slick pants, like a windbreaker type of material. Uh, no. Have you ever seen, uh, bring it on mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. and what they were wearing, you know, that like this, the normal thick kind of old school college cotton long pants. Oh, wow. That's not very breathable. They're probably sweating. Yeah. I got sweaty balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they played music the entire game. Even when they were playing, I don't know if that's normal for a basketball game. I haven't been to a basketball game in, in a very long time. I know I sound kind of silly right now if you go to basketball games all the time, but I, I thought that. You know, like in football, when your team is on offense, you want to be as quiet as possible so they can hear the plays. You know, in tennis, quiet, golf, quiet, so you can concentrate. Basketball, dude, they played like loud, like EDM the entire game. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're on offense or defense. It was like a, I felt like I was at the Daisy Festival or whatever the hell that thing is. 
You know, it's like three, That's a foul. That's the end of the first quarter. I don't know. I might like that because uh, if you if there's nothing, all you hear is the the squeaks of their shoes on the on the courts. So maybe, maybe some music to drown it out. That might be cool. Yeah, I, I was indifferent about it. I mean, I, I really I'm just bringing it up for observation's sake. But I was indifferent. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. You know, um, I thought was it too loud though? I don't like it when it's too loud. It was a, you know, if I say that though, I'm old. <laughs> no, nah, because you're there for a different reason. If, yeah, if you were going, if you're going to a concert and you're saying it's too loud, maybe. But since this is, you're, you're there for the basketball, it could be too loud, and right. annoying. Right. I don't think it was too loud. Uh, I don't remember it being too loud. I just remember it being odd that they were playing music the whole time. I just uh, that might be a thing. I, I don't know. It, it, it could be a thing. I I, I guess in like a sport like basketball, you can't, maybe that helps you play better, you know? Yeah. Cause I think like, you know, on the, on the streets, if you're just playing in, you know, your neighborhood or whatever, you probably have some music going on like an and one mixtape. But he, 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 here's the, here's the problem with it though, is that house rules, you can use it to home court advantage. So if there's, let's say 20 seconds or let's say 10 seconds left on the shot clock, but 30 seconds left in the quarter, and you're not concentrating on the shot clock and the music is faster, then you might play faster. Oh, yeah. Versus slowing it down for the home team uh, and and letting them kind of chill, relax, and, and get their wits about them. Yeah, because it might make you a little more nervous if you have the ball and there's a couple seconds left and there's, you know, a faster beat with that EDM music. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, that, that was the only reason why I thought, well, that was the big reason I thought that was a little odd is that, that they were they would do that. Just just very weird. We we had we have decided, though, Rach and I, because I've said this for years, bucket list to drive cross country. Um, I might ask you nate to help me plan is there a website or somewhere i can go that will plan the trip for me google maps so (laughs) no i'm talking about like you know because like you put in the uh, your final destination in google maps you're getting out of the car numerous times so there's there's i don't know in google i don't know if there's a a a nav system that you can program a trip because i don't think you can do that in google maps and like you put in road trip and whether you get out of the car, turn off your nav or what it picks up where you left off because we want to stop. We don't want to do all interstate driving and we want to stop at, you know, we'll see the world's biggest ball of yarn and stupid shit like that. I mean, we want to take our time. We'll probably at some point in time, give us, uh, gives ourselves a week to do this. But I, I just, I really have always wanted to do this. And now that we have friends over there, I was like, this would be a cool trip to do. Yeah, because like uh, Google Maps is just going to give you the quickest way to get there. Right. Um, so, so you're talking about like one that's going to give you like the most sights to see along the way. So you may be going out of the way a little bit, but you're going to see something cool doing that. Yeah, and we don't always necessarily want to stay off the interstate because we don't want to get killed by an axe murder. You know, so like yeah. w- where are the stops, you know, let's say we'll give ourselves five hours one day and seven hours another day in the car. Uh, where to get off, what exit, and how close is that to where we need to be, and is there a place to stay nearby? 
I need I need I need somebody to help me with that. Yeah, it looks like I'm I haven't used this whatsoever. I just Googled it, but um, there's a thing called Road Trippers. It has a website and an app. And it says, find amazing stops along your route. You're always just a short detour from an extraordinary place. So looks like kind of what we're talking about. That's kind of cool. Well, probably have to pay for it, but that's okay. Yeah. yeah it's on the app store. Road trips, huh? It's a free app. Yeah, yeah. it is free. They, it says it contains ads. Yeah. Well, I bet you there's something. It's like, well, if you want to f- get to your final destination, <laughs> you're halfway there. You got to give us a hundred dollars. We'll lead you into the woods, but you got to pay to get out. <laughs> There was a survey done, and they asked people uh, about a dozen or so of U.S. landmarks and then asked them what was the worst one they've ever been to. Do you want to guess what the number one, and it was only 8%, landmark-wise, in the United States, was their least favorite? Grand Canyon. No, not Grand Canyon. Um, Grand Canyon, nah, I don't see that on the list at all. Is it one that we would have heard, or are they like ones we have heard of, or are they like the rubber band ball of Nebraska? No, it's a very popular American landmark. Okay, Uh, Mount Rushmore? No, uh, Mount Rushmore was actually on one of the most popular ones. Really? The Statue of Liberty. Most popular. Uh, the St. Louis Arch. No, good guess though, Brandon. That little bubble in Chicago. Yeah, the bean. The bean. A <laughs> <That> little bubble. <laughs> Not on either one of these lists that I see. I actually uh-huh. like. I like the bean. <laughs> I think it's kind of neat. Uh, the Hoover Dam. No. The Golden Gate Bridge. No. All great guesses though. You're uh, you're you're ground zero. No, uh, no, Ground Zero is not on either one of those. The Alamo. No, not the Alamo. You were closer on the West Coast. It's on the West Coast. Mm, okay. The Space Needle. That's what I was going to say. No. Uh, Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor is actually one of the more popular landmarks to visit. Mm. What's that place with the springs that pop up out the ground? The geysers? The National Ye- Park? Yellowstone? Oh, oh Yellowstone, yeah, yeah. Like the show? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to say because I forgot that was a real place. You, you know it's not just a ranch owned by the Duttons, right? <laughs> oh, what about Four Corners? No, not Four Corners. Uh, let's see, West Coast. So two, there's oh. two words in the name of this landmark, and they both start with the same letter. Well, Wally hold on, hold on. Uh, no, I take that back. That's where they're located. I, I take that back. There's, there's, there's two words, though. And if you were in 10th grade, you would also have the same initials. Mount Vernon. How does that work into 10th grade? Uh, I, thought of the, I thought of it before you gave this it. This is Vernon from 10th grade. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Sophomore, sophomore, something to do with sophomore. I'm not going to give you a that easy of a clue. You should know that by now. (laughs) You already said Mount Rushmore. Yeah, this city, this American, this United States landmark is often destroyed in movies. Uh, 
Vegas? No. This U.S. landmark, you can only see from a distance because it's restricted access to get to it. Oh, Area 51? No. I knew you were going to oh, say that. I, said that <laughs> I was thinking that, too. <laughs> oh, it's re- you get restricted. If there were a... If, if, well, there's a few bands, but one that you would know that would be asked to perform at this U.S. landmark, it would be a band from the 80s. Oh, Red Rocks? No. Oh, dang. There's two R's, too. And I got to tell you, this band, when you see them, they're electric. Electric Light Orchestra? Um, That's a great clue. God, it's such a great clue. The power plant? Nuclear power plant? No. The coal mine. The, the last word in this United States landmark, somebody that is Helen Keller could help you out with it. Uh, is it that jail that's no. isolated in the middle of the ocean? No. Think of no. Oh, darn. Uh, she's blind. I keep thinking south southwest. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong area. The bad Hulk Hogan could help you. Oh, the Hollywood sign? There you go. <laughs> That's the clue. Oh. <laughs> High school sign, Tesla, car, electric. Uh, okay. Signs, signs, good. everywhere the signs. Fucking up the signs. Yeah, signs, yeah. Uh, that is the 8%, peop- 8% of the people in the survey said the Hollywood sign uh, was um, the worst out of all the other landmarks. It's just not... It's probably... <laughs> I've seen it before. It's cool to see it, you know. I mean, but you can, the problem is you can see it from anywhere if you're in that area. Like, yeah. there, there's tons of rooftop bars and restaurants. And you're just like, oh, there's, a, and that's cool when it's in the background, but there's no place to go and see the sign because it's all restricted. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I would think that's the worst. It's it's just like a lot of land, you know, like I said, Mount Rushmore. I mean, you're going to South Dakota to just look at it and then you leave. Um, <laughs> kind of the same thing with the sign. But the sign's kind of iconic, you know, it's, it's in a lot of movies and everything. So I think it's cool to see in person, but not the best, but I don't think it's the worst. Other unpopular United States landmarks, the Brooklyn Bridge, Times Square, and the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Mm. Hmm. I would think those are cool. I would go to see those. I agree. Maybe not the Brooklyn Bridge, but. Uh, well, I've been to all of them. And actually, I think the Brooklyn Bridge is probably the most interesting out of those three just because of the history behind it and who built it, how it was built, why it was built and all that good stuff. Yeah. But I'm thinking more of like what you do there. Like you just, there's the bridge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, so when we were in Sacramento, I think I said this when I was out there is there's a, a, I guess a popular bridge in downtown Sacramento and I don't remember what it's called. Called. I think you guys pulled it up, but it's like all. Yeah, was it like the arches, Brit? No, it's yeah, all, it was something. It's all gold, and in yeah. you know certain light, it shines and it's it looks like it's made out of pure gold, and it's really neat. So we had heard about it, but we didn't know that we were that close. So when we were down in Old Town, which is in downtown Sacramento, walking around the different shops and stuff, which was cool, and the the water, the railroad, and all that neat stuff we saw the bridge and the light was hitting it at a certain way where it looked like it was made out of gold. I'm like, Oh, this is what the guy must've been talking about. So we walk over and, and I was like to Rach, you know, we, we had a a coffee or something. I was like, let's walk across the bridge. 
And so they had, you know, an area where you could walk back and forth and a sign that says, you know, if this is beeping back up, because I guess it lifts up, you know, it was, oh, this is like a week right after that story down in Florida where the bridge operator screwed up and some 70 some year old lady was at the wrong time at the wrong place. And the bridge goes up and she was holding on and fell to her death. And I'm just, just thinking about that the whole time we're walking, I'm like, please don't open, please don't open, please don't open. Then we get to the other side of it, like four minutes later. I'm like, cool. Now do we do? <laughs> yeah, it's called the Tower Bridge. The Tower Bridge, like, cool. Yeah. Neat. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. When you uh, were going out to Sacramento, I I Googled some, like, YouTube videos to see, you know, what you'd be doing out there. And this, it was like a travel couple and they do travel videos and she's like, I'm originally from Sacramento. So I'm going to do a video on Sacramento. And then some people think it's boring, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell you all the great things to do in Sacramento. And it was like, go to the bridge. Hey, you can go to the train museum or, or to the park. And I'm like, you're, you're really not selling me on the best things. To do. Have a blast. I think it's more that you can drive an hour to Tahoe or you can drive an hour to San Francisco. I think, I think that's more exciting probably. So on the flip side, and we'll finish this up before we get to our guest. Uh, some of the lead or the most favorite landmarks are, Arlington National Cemetery, that was number one, um, which is, you know, very morbid, obviously, because it's a cemetery. But if you've never been, I have been there. Uh, actually, I have family that are buried there. It's it's breathtaking, to, to say the least. Uh, 7% said it was the best. And other popular ones were Mount Rushmore, which I have not yet seen yet, uh, which I want to see one of these days. The National Mall in D.C., been there, done that. Pearl Harbor National Memorial, have not seen that. And the Statue of Liberty. I've uh, seen it, but I've not been up in it because it was still closed, I think, after 9-11. I don't even know if it's still... Is it? I think it's open again, right? I don't think you can go up in it, but I think you can go to the island, to Ellis Island. I'm not sure, though. Yeah, you, and then there's that walkway where it's, like, literally right in front of it, down by, I think, the meatpacking plant, you know, uh, you know, and, and all that good stuff. Anyway, so... I'll do one of the road trips. Brandon, I would love to invite you, but just don't have room in the truck. I'm sorry. <laughs> now with the <laughs> 10 bags and five dogs. Correct. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of stuff going with us. All right, let's talk to our guest. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Just about everything needs to be insured in your life, right? So find the best in the business. That'd be Sean Camp at Country Financial. House, boat, motorcycle, car, you name it, needs to be insured. How do you get a hold of Sean? Easy. Call him. He'll pick up 678-519-9028. Tell him Jason said, hello, 678-519-9028. Yeah, make sure you mention the BS because he takes care of the two percenters. Or you can email sean.camp at countryfinancial.com. S-H-A-U-N dot C-A-M-P at countryfinancial.com. The camp agency at Country Financial. It is your one-stop shop for all your insurable needs. Rodents get cold, too. They might want to get warm in your attic or crawl space. Uh-uh, not on Inspect All Pest Services Watch. Inspectallservices.com. That's the website you need to go to and book an appointment. Mention the BS. Receive 10% off your exclusion work. Did you know that uh, one big issue with house fires is that squirrels cause them by chewing constantly, chewing on the wires, plus all the disease the rodents bring in. Don't let that happen to your house. Inspectallservices.com. 
And back to you, Jason. Starting to think that Manny Aurora doesn't really go to the office anymore because he's coming in in his workout clothes, which means he's going to the gym. That's what he says. <laughs> but now I'm starting to think he's got a side hustle at like played against sports or Dick's Sporting Goods or something like that. Because you can't wear that into the office. I could. We don't so, do own the place. You do, don't you? I would say my, these are offices, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe his fan. gym's called the courtroom. <laughs> you know, like the bars that are called the library. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, I sure. I do. I'm going to the courtroom, honey. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so how are things going at the Aurora Law Firm? Do we have any other big cases happening right now? Well, there's lots of stuff going on in the world, but I think the uh, gang case, that YSL case, is sort of dominating a little bit of everything. Their jury selection's been going on on two weeks now. Oof. Is that bad or good? Um, it's expected for a big case like this. The problem is, since the trial is going to take close to six months, to find jurors that aren't going to go broke while they're sitting through the trial is the hardest part, because there's a lot of people that aren't going to get paid while they're sitting there. And $25 a day plus a free lunch just isn't going to get it done. Oh, that reminds me. Oh, I just missed my jury duty. I probably was part of this case. I got a no, you were. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I got a card uh, last year, at the end of last year in December, for jury duty, and I totally flubbed it. What happens? Well... Theoretically, they could arrest you, but I would call them and just get it rescheduled. If it's your first time missing, they'll give you a little bit of a break. But otherwise, contempt actions and things like that happen <laughs> because they need jurors for this case. Yeah, well, and actually, but I'm glad it's not you. Uh, <laughs> well, and why is that? I don't know. Just some of the comments that we make here <laughs> off the cuff. Well, what's the, what's the case? I'll tell you what I would say. What's the case again? It's the gang members and things like that. They're accusing them of a murder from almost 10 years ago. Yeah, they're guilty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course they are. Oh, there you go. You're out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Why would they not be? We don't want them. They're, they're gang members. That's what they do. They kill people. They're alleged gang members. They still actually have to prove it because almost anybody can be in a gang. The three of us right now, if we wore similar colors, could be deemed to be in a gang. Yeah, you got to have ink. Do they got ink on their body? Some do, some don't. They're in a gang. Oh, okay. that's so crazy. It's a social club. It's, it's, <laughs> social club. it's a social club. <laughs> it's for their moms. Uh, <laughs> I understand as a defense attorney, you got to say stuff like that. But I'm a I'm a realistic kind of attorney, you know, where I just see it like I, I call it like I see it, you know, that kind of thing. But we got. I might need you to represent me for this jury duty thing. Like I literally just remembered right now. I've got a card over there. And I was like, I'm going to do this when you said if it's the first time they'd be lenient. I don't think this is the first time I've done this. <laughs> well, I would call them sooner rather than later. Yeah. Was it like a phone tree? I don't have time for that. No, you go, get right through. I mean, okay. you got to hit a couple of buttons, but you'll get through. All right. Well, I'll call them after we record today. That's horrible. <laughs> so it'll be the Nikki show going forward <laughs> for at least a couple of months. Well, at the, at the beginning of every episode, you're going to hear collect call from... Jason Bailey. <laughs> An incarcerated individual with the yeah, Fulton yeah, County Jail. Exactly. Uh, I thought I couldn't do it. If, like, if you're behind a microphone or if you've got a big mouth or something, I thought you couldn't do it. Well, you still have to show up, then they can just kick you off after you start talking. That's absurd. What a waste of time. Well, I've been selected for jury duty four times in the last three years. I never get picked, but it's all random, so 
They make you drive downtown, park, pay for parking. No, parking's free if you're a juror. You get a little... Whatever. You got to figure that out. It takes hours out of your day just for them to send you home. Yes. I mean, it's really tough to go in thinking you're going to convict somebody. I mean, it does take some some effort. So you can't do it because you're a lawyer? No, they call me into jury duty, but they just deselect me because I'm a lawyer thinking I won't be fair because of what I do. That's a... Like, in this day and age, just let's get on a Zoom call. Let's get a bunch of us on a Zoom call. Well, they tried that, but the problem is half the time people are not paying attention on Zoom or doing something else or playing on their phones. I mean, if I'm the one looking at my future, I'd like the people to at least be there so I could see them and their body language. You can't really read that no. before they put me away for life. That's, right. that's absurd. I don't know. I think that's I mean, a, little, a, little, uh, a little archaic. Well, I mean, your convenience is important, but I mean, the decision that you have to make about someone's life should maybe take more time than it takes you to decide what you're going to order for breakfast. Picking random strangers off the street to define, define your fate is kind of archaic, honestly. <laughs> well, you know, that's what they say are peers, but I'm not sure that these people have a lot of peers from Roswell, but whatever. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and to pick a, and pick a group of people, you know, amongst your peers, to pick your peers, don't you think that you should have some type of say in your all of your peers? I mean, like, I can tell you, you know, that guy's not my peer. You know, I mean, if, if if you've got three gang members and a jury that's all white from North Atlanta, that's not these dudes' peers. I'm not these guys' peers, right? I mean, not even close. That's why I didn't show up. Not to say that's what the case was. I don't even know what the case you was. You could have been a white guy molesting kids. You just don't know. Yeah. And I, well, again, that's not my, I'm not his peer. I don't molest kids. Like, I think you have to get fellow convicts to convict a convict or convict somebody. <laughs> Like, if you've got an arsonist, you would get a jury among their peers, which would be a jury of arsonists, and be like, oh, this guy did it all wrong. That's not how you do it. Let's convict him. We don't want him in our club. That, that's okay. peers, right? Well, it's a very stiff definition of peers, but um, well, I, thought I, my, I could see that. I thought mine was a little bit loose, to be honest with you. Let's get all the arsonists out of jail and come sit as the jury and decide if they're joining us in APOD or not. Well, here's the crazy thing is I've always wanted to sit on a jury. I really have. And I've always been a big proponent of, you know, screaming at the top of my lungs, it's your civil duty, you know, and all that stuff. But I've gotten asked so many times, and I've shown up, and I've gone through the process before, and they treat you like dirt. They're rude. It's time-consuming. It's unorganized. And it's like a waste of time. It really is a waste of time. So if they treat you like that, imagine if you were the defendant. Yeah, but that's not my problem. The defendant's not my problem. He shouldn't have done the crime anyway. Well, theoretically, he hasn't until they decide and well. actually hear the evidence before we rule. But, you know, <laughs> he's got that uh, beady eyes, so let's let's convict his ass. If I had a, if, if I was a prosecutor, my attorney, my, my law firm would be called uh, Where There's Smoke, There's Fire, Attorneys at Law. That's called being a prosecutor. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Nate just got convicted. Uh, Nate just got convicted. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing that hat backwards. He's out. That's Nate. That's the name of my head shop, too. Well, I wouldn't, I'm not that, I mean, I'm not saying Nate's just because you wear, because he wears a hat backwards or I wear a hoodie. I think it's a little ridiculous. I think if you're in a gang, that's a whole different conversation to have. Perhaps you should wait to listen to the evidence to make sure they're in a gang because there's 
there is no scientific basis to prove it. It's just very subjective if somebody is or isn't. See, but that's your that's the problem. We just waste each other's time so much. Like, listen to what you have to say and all these details and all the stuff that's going on. And you got evidence allegedly versus just saying you're guilty, serve three years, and let's get over with this and move on. Next case. Well, then I'd be out of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. You would be out of work. All right. Uh, Manny's office, the AuroraLawFirm.com. That's the website. If you need uh, Manny's help specializing, obviously, in criminal law. Yes, he's located here in Atlanta, but he practices nationwide. Any other cases before we move on to some of these emails? Or this no, let's, get, let's hit the emails. I've got some good cases coming up in February, but uh, it's a little sparse. Our trial got pushed back for this month. So, Is there is there like a case sometimes that's so juicy that you lose sleep for a month or two prior because you're just so excited to try it? Yes. Really? Yes. Can you name me one? Well, we had one that we got an acquittal on. It's that murder case we talked about earlier right. that was back in late October of last year. Yeah. And it took a while, but it's the one that the guy's accused of hitting his girlfriend and she had the heart problem and yeah, yeah. ended up dying. Yeah. There was great medical evidence. We got some of the best doctors from Duke University to come down and talk about heart arrhythmias and things of that nature. Uh -huh. And that just keeps you amped and jazzed because you're ready to get it done. But uh -huh. you're also scared at the same time that people aren't going to understand and convict him anyway for because he supposedly hit a girl. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, that keeps you up at night. And then if you don't win, you'll it'll stay with you for years. Because you're not very an emotional guy. I've known you for a very long time. I think the only time I've seen you crazy is when that night we're snorting lines of cocaine off each other's chest. Of course. Uh, but but I, I like to, I'd see you get excited and go home to your wife and be like, Oh, I can't wait three weeks. I can't wait to get in there. We've got soap. We're going to crush them. Like, that's, that would be exciting for me. Like, even just to see it, that'd be exciting. Well, cases like that are exciting, but you want to just keep preparing and preparing and preparing, and it's just, God, I hope I didn't miss anything because he didn't do it, and that's where the pressure and the stress comes in. Yeah. But we also don't talk about any work at home. It's been 27 years of not ever discussing anything. It just keeps it easier that way. Well, that's good. Do you, like, yeah. sometimes go off in the corner by yourself and talk about it to yourself? <laughs> Just, That's why I work out after my podcast show here. It's like after yeah. dinner, like, I just want to, oh, man, I needed you to go to the court today. I can't believe the evidence. I have a home gym, too, in the evening sometimes when I just need it. <laughs> With padded walls, yeah. <laughs> drill and fill, acoustics, you can't hear anything. All right, here's your first one. Uh, again, remember, you can always leave us questions. We'll uh, accumulate them you know, over time. Manny pops in twice a month. And uh, you can go to our social media off podcastthebs.com. You can email us directly. The email address is on our website as well. Uh, so, yeah, that's how you get these questions in. If I entered a gated community that has no trespassing signs but did not enter anyone's private property, only hung out on the community's playground, and did not leave when asked by a homeowner, is that considered trespassing? Yes. Yes. Of course it is. That's a dumb question. I said, how do they get in through the gated community to begin with? But the gated community, the roads and everything are private, so the county doesn't pay to service the roads or anything, so you can keep in or out whoever you choose because it's private property. Yeah, but sometimes those gated, quote-unquote, gated communities, especially the gated apartment complexes, the gate's always broke, so it's always open. So if it's a gated community and you walk in, even though you didn't get cleared to walk in, but it's still a gated community, are you still trespassing? Yeah, because it's not public property and you have no basis to be there. You gotcha. weren't invited, any of that stuff. So they'll give you a warning the first time and the second time there could be more actions. But yeah. bigger question here, Jason and Nikki, would be, why are we going into a gated community? And second, why are we hanging out at the playground? 
Well, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you're just an adult that likes the seesaws. I see I see pictures of Brandon doing the monkey bars all the time at playgrounds, and the cops are called every single time, and they let him go. You know, yeah, I just swing away. <laughs> sit, sit, <laughs> sitting there with those weird shorts on that's really short. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. It's Ninja Warrior training over there. <laughs> yeah. uh, my mother tried to kill me 43 years ago with a frying pan. I gave a statement to the county sheriff's office. I've not heard back from them since. Maybe because it's a case that comes out of Florida and I live in Georgia. I want to know before going down there to press charges against her if I need an attorney because that's not the first time she's tried to kill me. I called the police when I was 10 years old. They came to the house and they did nothing. What are my options? Wow. Okay. Did the question say that she tried to kill me 43 years ago? Ago, yes. And now we want to pursue the case? A little pissed off now, yeah. Took me a minute. Took him a minute. Yeah, took her. Okay. Minute. I mean, you can Did you write down. this? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I change the age by four years, they'll never know. <laughs> I'm just curious as to what happened in the last 43 years that now it's time. I mean, if you were like 10 years old when this happened, I assume you would have made up with your mom? Yeah, but you wouldn't say that to a child abuser or somebody that was abused as a child. You know, I mean, th- there's somebody that was touched as a a young child 30 years later comes back and for whatever how the brain or their brain works they're like i can't take this anymore i've got to tell somebody and then charges can still be filed even after all that time so you wouldn't have that same attitude if it were like that but this is different because i guess it's attempted murder well i mean i guess the question is when you were 10 or 11 or whatever it was did we talk to the police or did we just make the statement now and the police aren't taking it seriously because there's really going to be no evidence except your word against hers. So in most states, a private person, if the cops aren't going to take out a warrant, can file for a warrant application hearing. Mm. And you go in there and you present your case and the other side gets served notice. They come in, they present their case. And the judge decides if there's probable cause for a murder or a t- attempted murder charge. The bigger question is going to be murder has no statute of limitations, but attempted murder does. So... We don't know for what the really? statute of limitations issues. The sex cases are different because the legislature has waived statute of limitations in certain conditions or extended the statute. I don't know if that's going to apply for attempted murder. But, What's um, the statute of limitations for attempted murder? I never uh, knew that. That's interesting. Well, most felonies in our state or in most places are anywhere from four to five years. But the other issue is going to be, was the crime hidden and unknown to authorities? Well, in this case, the victim would know that they tried to kill them. And if you didn't call the police, the clock still starts running. But if you're a minor, sometimes it won't run until you're 18. Mm -hmm. So we just have to look at Florida law. But for sex crimes, there's a carve-out. But on something like this, there may be a statute problem. Well, I I think they said twice, right? Once when they were 10, they called and nothing was done. And this, the... and then this, there's another one. So there's second time. So she, she tried to kill him twice. Well, did they call when he was 10 or did he call later? And yeah. Now the police haven't followed up. And so he wants to go to Florida. Well, he says at 10, he called the police. Okay. They came out to the house, did nothing. Okay. Well, then there's probably not going to be much more evidence to do anything. And the attempted murder would clearly be known. So the statute would be running. And so that's probably expired. What if you had uh, video footage of it? Well, that's all great and dandy. But the problem is the cops didn't act on it based on what you had 43 years ago, which would be very hard to get video because I don't even think VHS was just coming into yeah, the, back those, those giant cameras. Yeah, the, <laughs> it's on 8 millimeters. 
Jason's like, it's the snuff film went bad. <laughs> but then the statue would probably run. But if there's a more recent attempted murder, then I guess you could go down there. But again, there's going to be an evidentiary problem, especially if there's issues between you and your parent. That's it. It was the first uh, eight millimeter spy camera. <laughs> it was huge. <laughs> it's like, what is this uh, weird looking refrigerator? You had to hide it in a refrigerator. That's how big it was. <laughs> All right. Um, well, there you go. So uh, not much you can do there. Just uh, stay away from her. and Don't let her try to kill you again. Someone I thought was a friend kicked in my door and started taking my things. I told the landlord I lived alone and to not let anyone in but I had left my rent for him on the counter while I was at work. He let this person in anyways. My so-called friend was clever enough to print some mail with his name and my address on it. So the police made no arrest, and I was taken for more than $2,200 worth of stuff, including $800 of cash on the counter I told him to pick up. What I want to know is if me or the landlord who was robbed for the rent, what I want to know is it me or the landlord who was robbed for the rent because I was at work and informed the landlord was so as to act on my behalf. It's very confusing. Do you understand that? Um, Sounds like the landlord let somebody in that you told them not to let them in and then that person stole all your stuff. So first and foremost, call the cops that this guy came in and took my stuff. But it sounds like they had some mail or whatever with their name on it. But there's a lease. And the guy's name isn't going to be on the lease. There's not a sublease. So you should be fine as far as that goes. The second question is, um, you may have a cause of action against the landlord for letting the person in after you specifically told him not to. Um, I presume you'll have to be able to prove it because the landlord will deny that. So there may be a phone record or a phone call or a text that does that. And then you can also file a claim against your landlord to get your money back as well as criminal charges against your friend. Yeah, Renters have a lot of rights. Runner, renters. Renters. Yeah. Yes. Renters. Renters have more rights than owners for the most part. Well, not necessarily, but I mean, you're a renter and you have a lease and it's all written out as far as that goes. As an owner, it's the same thing. You're inviting people into your house. Yeah. But as a renter, you can sit there and say, you know what? Uh, I think this is my house. I want to put a lien against it. Now, you might most likely will lose in court, but there's going to be a time period where during that lien period that the owner can't sell the house, can't do anything with it. So that's a lot of power for a renter to have, or even a contractor for that matter, because contractors can, you know, do the same thing. They can take out a, what is it, mechanics lien, yeah, on your property. But it's got to be based on something, because if it's just frivolous, then they're going to get stuck paying your legal fees and damages and et cetera, et cetera, (laughs) as far as that goes. Uh, Also, you can leave questions for Manny on our hotline, which is 404-369-3825. Uh, it was a good conversation going on on our social media after Manny's last visit. Um, people asking, what's the number? What's the number? What's the number? I don't know if we have, do we have the hotline number on the website? Or is it? Yeah, is yeah it, and there's a form to, to enter in your I question so. directly. Yeah, okay. Uh, just always go to the website, people. You know, just very, very simple. <laughs> just, just go to the website. For, and Brandon has it pinned at the top of the two percenters group. Yeah, there you go. 404-369-3825. Uh, here's the first voicemail. Hey, Jason, this is Jesse. Um, I wanted to ask Manny, if you were to get pulled over for, say, a DUI or whatever the circumstances, and you had to go to jail, they had to take you to jail, and you had your dogs in the car, what happens with your dogs? Um, like, are you allowed to call someone to come get them, or how does that work? Uh, thanks, guys. That's actually a really, really good question. <laughs> 
although hopefully you don't have to go to jail, but right. uh, if the officer determines there's probable cause to do that, a lot of the officers, if they're cool, they'll let you call somebody just to take your car as well so it doesn't get impounded and you have to get stuck with all those fees. And the same thing with the dogs. Likewise, you could say if there's kids back there, they have to call you know, child services to do those kinds of things. And if you don't have anybody to call your dog, they'll just call the animal oh. control folks. Ooh. And then you can go get your dogs back once you get released. With a DUI, you have to be given bail because uh, it's a misdemeanor. So at most, you're going to spend, depending on the county, up to 24 hours in custody before you get released. Fulton County will be about 24. Most other places, you'll probably see a judge first thing in the morning. Or in some of the smaller counties, the bail is based on a schedule, so they'll just write it on your ticket. So as soon as you get in, within an hour or two, you'll get out. I think that I'd be more worried about my dogs than anything. Oh, you know it. You I love me some dogs. You would be more worried about yeah. drinking and driving no. than you would about the dogs. I would be. I'd be. Oh, don't get. Oh, well, what about dogs? Nikki hates dogs. Exactly. Like, oh, you care right. so much about the dogs, but yeah. you're drinking and driving. I'm more worried. I'm more worried about the, my safety and my dogs on what's going to happen. Well, first off, I'm not going to be drinking and driving because I'm not that guy, but. If something were to happen, uh, and and then misunderstanding, or whatever, they're like, "Sir, you got to go. We're gonna take your dogs." The animal. Oh no, I'm fighting the cop. I'm 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 like I'm taking him. <laughs> down. I mean, I'm not gonna hurt him because I support the blue. But I'm I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna I'm gonna tie you up. So you're gonna fight the cops for your dogs? Absolutely, my dog. <laughs> and, and then I want to tie him up and with his own handcuffs. And I'm gonna say, "Look, I didn't mean to do this. I didn't want to do this, and I'm sorry." And I know you're going to be mad when, when I get you out of this stuff, but I'm going to take my dogs home and I'm going to come back and let you arrest me. Yeah, sure. That's exactly what I'm going to I'm going to leave. I'm going to give him a bottle of water, give him a sip <laughs> so he doesn't dehydrate. And I'm going to put him on the safe side of the car and I'll be uh, back in 10 minutes. And I'll come back and I'll uncuff him and then he can take me to jail. That's how I would do it. <laughs> this actually happened to me before. When I was in high school, I, uh, I got some speeding tickets, lost my license. And then I got it back and I was driving home from somewhere, had my dog in the car and uh, they pulled me over and they said, uh, I don't have a license. And I was like, well, no, I, I got it back. They said, well, it's, it's been able to be reinstated, but you have to go in and do something to reinstate it, which I didn't realize in high school at the time. So the, the officer was going to arrest me, but I had my dog in the car and he, he didn't want to deal with getting the dog to somewhere safe. So he just let my parents come and pick me up. <laughs> so my dog saved me from going to jail. Oh, well, that's see, that's the other thing is if you get, you know, like you want to be pulled over by a canine cop, right? Cause he's going to have some kind of compassion for your dog. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you're the guy that up and down the east coast have been killing people you're the you're the east coast murderer yeah okay i've got to arrest you but you got your dog in the car you know what i'm gonna let you go all right <laughs> i give you a citation let me just show up to court at this date at yeah, this time yeah <laughs> promise me that you'll turn yourself in when your dog gets into a safe absolutely <laughs> not sure of course <laughs> i just need one thing i just need to get some snuggles in <laughs> <laughs> you take care of pookie you take care of pookie <laughs> <laughs> I was drop kicked from behind. <laughs> this is real. I was drop kicked from behind by a resident in my building. I needed surgery and physical therapy. The entire thing is on surveillance video, and I have a witness. He was arrested and is now back at the building. I'm not comfortable going back there when I'm discharged from my physical therapy slash rehab. I feel that I should receive some sort of compensation or something out of all of this, whether from him or the apartment building. What can I do? Can I break my lease as well? A lot of bad renter landlord situations in today's episode here. <laughs> 
tell you what, well, if the guy did this and was arrested, his bond condition is going to be to stay away from you as far as that goes within a reasonable limit, you know, whether it's 500 feet or this, if you're in the same apartment building or if you're the neighboring apartment building. So the person's going to leave you alone. But if they don't or do anything that upsets you, call the police, they'll get arrested for a violation of the bond condition and they'll go back but, in. But what if, okay, so let's say your neighbors yeah. and this happens yeah. and neither one of you, because not too many people can have, have the funds just to get up and move, right? Uh, but you can be ordered to move as part of your bond condition to stay away from somebody. Like, for example, if Nikki and I are married and we have a domestic violence situation, they'll say no contact, which means I have to move out of the house and just figure it out until the case gets resolved. Um, so so there's no money for anybody. Like, nobody, there's no, you just have no, to figure it out. The guy that got hurt can sue the person or the, the the apartment complex if there's a premises liability issue, if this guy's been dangerous in the past and you file complaints. No, I'm talking about moving money. Well, no, you're the defendant. I mean, if you want to be free, they can put whatever conditions no. they want on you, so you better figure it out. That's tough. Well, don't go around beating people up. Apparently, you're the one that says you call it like you see it. No, 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 I'm talking about for the person that got beat up. Like, well, he's there. Yeah, the person I, that beat him up has to go. That's part of the bond condition. Okay, so that okay, so they w- they would have to move. Wait, the judge isn't going to order the victim to move. They would tell the defendant you can't be within so much. But but distance. I've I've heard situations before of bad neighbors. Let's just say, and even if there was an arrest or something like that, and neither one of them had to move or was ordered to move, and the victim. You know, because now you're just kind of like you're you're being stubborn. Like this is my house. This I'm not moving. But then the victim's like, I've had enough. I'm going to move. Um, I just don't think that's fair. But I guess what you're saying is, if there were an arrest, that would be a part of the arrest. Traditionally, that, the, the if there's guy, an assault no. amongst people, they'll force one person not to have any contact with the other. If it's impossible based on where you live, then for a limited time, they'll have that person say you can't be there anymore. Yeah, um, it's not incredibly uncommon, but there are two two scenarios. Just not that within the last couple of years, and that's the worst case uh, possible. If you're a homeowner, especially if you're a homeowner, definitely if you're a homeowner, and you like are forced or feel like you're forced to move because of a bad neighbor, just a bad neighbor, not the neighborhood, just a bad neighbor. There is this young couple that we're friends with a few streets over from us, and it was their first house. <clears throat> they just got married. Blah blah blah. And there's a guy over there, I guess, that is just crazy, like nuts. And every time he or his wife would walk outside the house, the guy would say something derogatory. I mean, it was like really, really bad. So they'd start putting up cameras. And I mean, it's, it's kind of like your after school special that you've seen. They eventually said enough is enough. And they moved just up the street, like and, and, and rented a house up there. But they still were forced to move. You know, and that sucks. There's somebody that we all actually share a mutual friendship with right now that just bought a really nice house in a really nice area about a year ago, just had their first baby, and they're, for the most part, being forced to move because the neighborhood's gone to crap. Uh, Their neighbor keeps a bunch of cans in his backyard that attracts mosquitoes, and he's not being neighborly and, like, saying, oh, okay, let me fix this or something like that total asshole and then there's like people start doing donuts in the cul-de-sac lately and the cops aren't doing it so like we're just moving so now they got to move and they got to move out of the area you know that sucks i hate hearing stories like that it does suck but that's just bad neighbors i mean we all have it there's always somebody but that's not i mean that's goes under the category of welcome to life i don't think i've ever had a bad neighbor might have had a bad 
apartment neighbor, not a real neighbor, though. Right, you were complaining about talk. the neighbor behind you. Yeah, remember we were out there looking through the window at them, yeah. trying to see what they were doing. They oh yeah, but they parties. weren't bad. I was, I was, I was worried. You're talking about the kids that moved in, not the ones that are back there now. The ones that are back there now are friends. They actually come over. Yeah, have drinks. Well, there's kids, and then I think a couple houses down. Also, you didn't like for some reason. I can't remember what it was. But there's a difference with me, me not liking them and then being a bad neighbor. There's two totally different things. Well, so they're a good them? neighbor. You just didn't like them. Well, they're just, I mean, a bad neighbor is um, like the examples I just gave, right? You know, that that are detrimental to your way of life and you have no control over it. You could just meet somebody and be like, I just, I'm not a fan. I don't like how they are, how they act. So, you know, they're not a bad neighbor. You just don't like them. You just don't hang out with them. You know, I've got a few of those in the neighborhood. Well, yeah. there, there was that lady whose kid uh, almost burnt down our house when we were renting. Oh, yeah. She was a bad that's neighbor. A, yeah, she, that's she, a bad neighbor. That's a bad neighbor. That's a real <laughs> bad neighbor. Uh, I was charged with unlawful distribution. Is that F-U-R-N-C? Fernsey? What does that mean? What? Oh, yeah. and then it says, what does Fernsey mean? Uh, F-U-R-N-C. What uh, is Fernk, it? maybe? Fernk? Fernk? Do you know what that means? No? Anybody want to Google? Is it a... Typo? Is it Kofefe? I don't know. Kofefe? Kofefe? No, it's what it says. It says... F-U-R-N-C? I was charged with unlawful distribution, F-U slash F-U-R-N-C. What does... I mean, is this like one of those questions where we're Googling it and they could have Googled it as well? Or are they just trying to participate in the show, which we appreciate? Uh, I've never heard of it before. You guys find it? not heard I think it's a typo. Nothing's coming up. It's a typo? Nothing's coming up? Okay. Well, hopefully, so. oh, I think it's furnish and then C is like the space C. So it's like unlawful something like class C. Well, we don't have classes in Georgia, so maybe it's not a state fan. I don't know. Well, yeah, you're going to have to get maybe. back to us next Manny visit. Furnace, but let's just say it's a drug charge, right? Okay. So what's the rest of the question? That's it. I was charged with unlawful distribution. What does furnace mean? That's okay. literally all it says. Well, unlawful distribution can be anywhere from a couple of years to a potential massive sentence based on the weight of the drugs, the type of drugs, that kind of situation. And distribution is bad, so you want to get it down to possession. That way you can plead it under first offender, get your record expunged if it's a first offense, and everything's okay. You can get your gun back, voting rights back, and you can run for office. This is going to drive me nuts. Looks like it's a crime in Alabama. Fernsey? Yep, it's... Uh, that means when you go all the way to North Carolina and <laughs> get some fur off a squirrel legally in somebody else's apartment complex. That's that Because a person commits the crime of unlawful distribution of a controlled substance um, other, un- otherwise authorized. He or she, she sells, furnishes, gives away, delivers, or distributes a controlled substance. No. Right, that's just uh, simple oh, okay. drug distribution. Furnishing, Yeah. Okay, that's a simple drug distribution, so there's going to be penalties, and it's going to vary from a little to a lot based on if it's fentanyl, big trouble, heroin, big trouble, marijuana, not so much. Oh, that's what I wanted to tell you. So I have a family member in federal state prison. Well, there's no federal state prison. It's just federal prison or state prison? Oh, I mean, not federal. uh, Federal prison, sorry. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, in Florida. Florida federal penitentiary. Okay. Yes, South Florida. Okay. It's my cousin's son. All right. All right. Nice kid. Yeah. But he got popped for, I guess, trafficking uh, drugs. I don't know what kind of drugs, though. I don't think it was fentanyl. 
but it might have been like X or something like that. That's fine. But he had a good amount on it. Okay. I think the flo- that like in Florida, it's there's there's just no conversation. You go straight <laughs> no, to no, prison. It, it's federal. And so what happens in federal court is if you have any charge drug related that carries more than a ten year mandate a maximum, uh-huh. there's a presumption against bond. So you generally sit in jail unless you know something dramatic happens until you get tried or plead out. Then based on the amount of drugs, there's a sort of a guideline table in federal court. It goes from one through forty three. It's like a golf score. You want it as low as possible. Forty three bad means life. One is great because you're not getting any punishment. So each crime in federal court has a number associated with it. Let's just call it 10. Mm -hmm. And then based on the weight of the drugs, they do plus a certain number. Mm -hmm. And then if you're in part of an organization that's doing it, there could be more pluses, you know, stuff like that. And then there's some minuses there too. You know, if you plead guilty and things of that nature. So it's like an algorithm. Yeah. Then this grid tells you what you should get, like a range of punishments between, you know, probably 12 to 14 months swing. And in federal court, every sentence is done in months. And so it's the same, the country, across the entire country. So it's purely based on this table that says, you committed this, fentanyl, ecstasy, whatever, and it's based on a weight, you fall here. Then they say, do you have a criminal history? Then, you know, they can give you some enhancements for that. Well, he's in for like three years. Yeah, so it's probably a relatively moderate amount of ecstasy if he's only in for three years. Well, that's that's what I think his mother was saying to me at one time. She was like, it, I mean, yes, he's wrong, and yes, there should be consequences, but this is bad because where they've put him, it's, it's. I mean, he's with the worst possible criminals. Well, if he only got a three-year sentence, he really wouldn't end up in, at worst, medium security, but he'll probably be in a low-security facility, especially if a gun wasn't involved. So in a three-year sentence, you could be like in a Bernie Madoff-type place. It's called a, a camp or a low facility, and generally you do 85% of your sentence. Federal court doesn't have parole. But they give you good time up to 15%. So at that point, if you got a three-year sentence, it's 52 days a year in good time you could earn up. So you could basically take about five months off that sentence. They usually transition you to a halfway house six months before your sentence is up. So three-year sentence essentially becomes a little under two. Well, that's what their argument is right now is that he's not in one of those places. He's in a very bad place where he's surrounded like he. They, they actually had to take him out of gen pop. They tried. He's been in solitary confinement, and then they put him in gen pop because they're like, okay, you know, you want to get out. He feared for his life, so he went back to solitary confinement. So he's just been sitting. Well, then you and I are missing something. If he's in a facility like that on a three-year sentence, then we're missing some details because that just doesn't happen um, on something that small. Usually getting into the more dangerous things, there's, if I remember correctly, a seven-plus-year window before you start getting into the higher-ups. Generally, if you're under a seven-year sentence without, a, without weapons and things of that nature, you should be so, in a pretty comfortable spot. So his mom reached out to me and was like, you know, he wants to talk to you, he wants to listen to the podcast. And I was like, cool, we'll just tell him, you know, to go to the website. Figured that's all you had to do. I didn't know. Well, they have internet access and this, they have email access and stuff. Yeah, so there's a, an app called Securus. Yes, and it, it soaks the shit out of you financially, but they have a, basically a cabal across the nation, but they're the company that most of the jails deal with. And so you have to put money on your account and they yeah. charge you an outrageous amount for video visits or phone calls. It's, it's a great gimmick. If you could ever invest in a company like that, that's primo, primo. Yeah, they they want to charge me for stamps to send emails or text messages. 
They call them stamps. That's absurd. Yeah, a lot of times they charge you like a quarter per text, so you want to get as much in as you can. Yep. <laughs> um, sometimes it's more, but yeah, it, it's a racket, and you have no choice. And it wasn't I mean. easy to, like, it's not very user-friendly. No. Like, I'm sitting here trying to figure it out. I'm trying to find him. And I told his mother, I was like, yeah, okay, I found him. I sent him a message. And then she's like, okay, well, did you buy the stamps? I'm like, buy the stamps? I just haven't had time to go back in, and I'll buy the stamps just to, you know, Say hello and, and you know. Well, it doesn't have to be user-friendly because they have a mandatory audience. So if you want to <laughs> yeah, use it, yeah. you, you do it the way they want it. Uh, well, the house I live in was in my ex's name. I signed a document stating the house was ours uh, till he dies. Can he kick me out? He bought the house for me. I've lived here six years alone. He's in a separate house. Mm. All right. I'm sorry. She owned the house and wrote a piece of paper saying the guy owns it with me? The house I live in was in my ex's name. Okay. I signed a contract stating the house was ours till he dies. Can he kick me out? He bought the house for me. Well, if she signed something saying it's ours until he dies, that implies that she is giving him what's called a life estate under probate law. Uh So he can't kick her out because it's still her house. She's just giving him rights to be there. So that person can't kick you out unless there's some type of domestic violence thing or a court orders you to be out or there's a divorce separation or something like that. (coughs) Your house, you can sign whatever you want, but what's filed with the court system is you're the person on the deed, so you're responsible for whatever happens. You know what she's saying, right, Nikki? What is she saying? I know. This is my house. Well, it this sounds like it's her house if she gave him permission to stay there. But it sounds like she's saying he bought it for her, so it's not technically her house. Well, if he bought it for her but put the name on, not the lease, but the deed, it's her house. It's whosoever name is on it. If right. I want to be nice and buy you something, I can't say, well, I bought it. I want it back. It's not yours. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's he said, she said, right? It's like, oh, my God, he so bought this house for me. It's just his name's on the note. <laughs> well, if his name's on the note, it's his. Yeah, it's your his. name's well, on the note, it's yours. It sounds like he moved out, lives in a different house, so they're probably divorced. So she's probably wondering, can she, can he take my name off of this lease or off this deed or whatever as he was able to put it on the, the deed? Well, if they're divorced and they had a competent divorce attorney, that should have all been resolved and should be on paperwork somewhere but if they're just separated and her name is on the deed he can't take it off without her permission you can't just go in and say nate i want your house i'm going to go down to the courthouse and say scratch that off and just put in manny (laughs) well it sounds like he's on it also i think she's just wondering if he can take it away from her somehow but it doesn't sound like equal owners in most states you know you distribute it evenly if you're both on it if they're married, like I, I actually you don't have to be married though. I mean, you, I can put you on my house note if I wanted to. And if I died, you'd own X percentage of it. Right. Well, what I'm saying is I, I'm not getting the vibe that they're married. I don't know why. I'm just not getting the vibe that they're married. I'm getting the vibe that this guy and girl got together at one time, loved each other. He buys this house thinking that this is the relationship's going to start. He tells her that this is our house, relationship ends, he's not that bad of a guy, leaves her in it, and she's you know paying for it for whatever reason, and now she's worried he's going to kick her out, but which I think he can if he wants to. That's, how, that's what I read into. Right, well, it sounds like she's essentially renting it from him and 
yeah. he can put her out if he wants to. But, boy, very interesting questions today. But I'm still confounded by the, I got charged with drug distribution. Furnace. 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 Like, can you um, email them back and say, hey, is there any, like, a second <clears throat> sentence to that one? I wish <laughs> some of these would follow up. Um, but the, the voicemails came in uh, a lot earlier after your last visits, I don't know what happened last time you were here or, or what, maybe it's a new year and new charges or whatnot, but people were very excited to get some voicemails in. All right, here's, uh, here's your last one. Hey, this message is intended for Manny. Uh, Manny, I uh, appreciate everything you do. Um, I really just have a simple question, a legal question. Um, last January 2022, I was arrested for two counts of battery, one count of disorderly conduct, hired a lawyer. Uh, this took place in Cherokee County. Uh, ultimately, about a year later, almost a year later, uh, went to court. Uh, they ended up dropping one of the batteries and dropping the disorderly conduct. Uh, so I took a plea, um, pled guilty to one charge of battery, um, Part of the plea was I could not go to the particular location that it happened at. Um, Twelve months suspended sentence, so no probation, um, and no contact with the involved parties. My question is, with all that being said, and I also asked my lawyer this, and he did reassure me that it was okay, but and I I, I have a Georgia – a carry permit, carry license, um, and I like to carry as much as possible wherever I go. While being on a suspended sentence, am I allowed to still carry a firearm? Uh, my lawyer said, yes, I can, but I just wanted to ask you just if you could just clarify, because definitely better safe than sorry. Anyways, I sure do appreciate your help. Take care. Bye-bye. Did he start by saying, let me make this quick? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Long story short. <laughs> uh, just tell him the answer is yes, because he was charged with three misdemeanors. And so with misdemeanors, there's no gun rights issues um, as far as that goes. Um, and seems like he got a reasonable sentence because the two batteries would merge into each other. So there's only one left. And the disorderly conduct is probably also based on, I guess, a fight or whatever he got into. Mm -hmm. So it would always come down to one charge. And the fact that it's a suspended sentence is great. The only way that bites you in the ass is if you do something else dumb, then the suspended sentence gets unsuspended. Because technically you're on double secret probation if it's a suspended sentence because it's still sort of out there. You just don't have to do anything. Mm. But, yeah, if you want to carry a weapon, then have at it because it's a misdemeanor, so it's not a problem. All right. Last Unless there's a special condition the judge put in there saying you can't carry a gun. But um, well, I think he charged him extra time on a sentence just because he wouldn't stop talking, to, probably in the courtroom. The judge is like... I would just highly recommend don't have a gun, even you're in lying. Cherokee County, because things could happen, especially if... You, you you lied to me. You said, the long story short, that's an extra five years on your sentence, you're, you, you convict. Uh, all right, here. I bought a truck from a man, and I drove it for six months. I got pulled over and found the truck was stolen. So I was charged and convicted for unauthorized use of motor vehicle in Jonesboro, Georgia. I received 12 months in state jail. The vehicle was also reported stolen from Hartwell, Georgia, and now I'm being charged in Hartwell for the same incident I've been convicted uh, for. Is that legal, or is it double jeopardy, or can they convict me twice for the same vehicle? 
you can't be convicted twice for the same thing. There's very specific legal issues that you can't be charged for the same crime. So, for example, if you do something that crosses state lines, you know, like you're in a chase and you start in Cherokee County, for example, and then head to Cobb and then head to Fulton, they just have to pick a jurisdiction in which they're going to do it as far as that goes. Generally speaking, you don't get charged for the same ongoing crime in multiple areas. Now, by some miracle, the same car was stolen twice, once out of... Hartwell and once out of someplace else after they got it back, then I guess you could be charged twice, but otherwise, no, that wouldn't happen. But also, why did you take a plea if you legitimately bought a car? Now, unless you bought this car for like $500 and it's a 1999 Maserati or something, um, you would have some knowledge that that might be too good to be true. (laughs) But if you bought the car illegally, why in the world would you have taken a plea to having a stolen car? Because it does happen that people do private sales. As mm-hmm. long as the price is somewhat reasonable based on the value of the car, you would have no knowledge to know that it was stolen, especially if you had the tag paperwork. Now, if the guy just says, here are the keys, see you later, might be a problem. Yeah, that's what I was terrified with when I got that. I got a cash car for my mother. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't a lot, and a little Nissan, blah, blah, blah. And I was just, because I'd never done through that, gone through that process before. Sure. You'd buy it from some dude, whatever terrified it was going to be stolen terrified but if you paid something reasonable and there's paperwork like you know you have to sign on the back of the title you've got a bulletproof defense as far as that goes now if you go in in there and bought a new nissan for you know 750 dollars i think you would know that while your negotiating skills are wonderful jason that just isn't going to happen fantastic negotiating all right the uh the aurora law firm.com that is a website if you need manny please reach out Ask him anything you need to ask him. Uh, if you if if you need him, he's got tons of great attorneys in his office. Again, specializing in criminal law. Uh, if you've got questions for him for his next visit, go to podcastthebs.com. There's a section on there for for the questions, or you can post it on social media. Much prefer you fill out the little thing on the website at the bottom. Makes it a lot easier the easier for us to organize. Also, the number for the hotline is up there. You can call and get your voice uh, on the podcast, 404-369-3825. All right, Manny, good seeing you. Best of luck. Good luck in the gym. Good luck with your gang member friends, and just good luck. All right? Thank you. I could use it. (laughs) All right, we'll see you. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. I know every year you say you're going to do something about your health, right, dudes? Uh, Well, this year has to be the year. The older you get, you lose a lot of time. Menswellnessleague.com. That's the website for Nuberty's Men's Wellness uh, League in Sandy Springs, Georgia. I've been doing testosterone maintenance, as you hear, all the time for over two years, and I feel great. I just want you to feel great. I want you to look great. I want you to feel great about yourself, and I want you to stay on this earth for just a little bit longer, right? How about the Wellness Combine for only 99 bucks? Because you're a 2%er, that's $200 off the regular price. Plus, if you sign up, you're going to get a complimentary vitamin cocktail valued at 150 bucks. Just make sure you mention in the BS when you sign up, you schedule that call, menswellnessleague.com. You're the only person I'm going to say this to. Feel free to call my wife. 404-797-4600. That's if you're looking to buy or sell a house because she's a realtor and that's why I'm here to tell you how great she is and how awesome she's going to be for you. She's a realtor with Coldwell Banker, Rachel Guy. She's your guy and she's my wife and she's awesome. 404-797-4600. You can also get a hold of her. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. And back to you, Jason.
Oh, I don't know what happened, but when I got back from California, take a look at this. Alexa, fish tank light on. Uh, I see it from here. That gator's growing in there? Look how green that is. Fluorescent green. I have no idea what the hell happened. I don't even know if there are any fish still alive. But you left for a week. <laughs> yeah, but anything's going to happen to it. <laughs> well, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I didn't think it was going to turn green. Why would it turn green just because I wasn't here? But typically, you got to take care of it, and you don't have good luck with uh, even maintaining it daily. So I don't know why you thought it'd be good for a week. Well, what do I have to maintain about it? I mean, it's just you got to feed the fish, and that's about it. The fish you is supposed clean to clean it. Well, no, you don't clean it every day. You don't, I mean, you put, you test the, the levels and then when the level, that's the other thing is even when it started to get bad, my levels were all good. Like I have little sticks that I test. The levels were all good. I have no I told idea. You those sticks was garbage. I that, pool, that, that tank looked horrible and your stick said, oh, the water's great. I know. I hope they don't make uh, pregnancy sticks. Yeah. I hope they don't either. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very good company. <laughs> Got this pregnancy test from PetSmart. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I'm not very happy with this fish tank situation. It had a good run, too, and it was perfect. And then it just all went to shit. And, I mean, I really enjoyed looking at my fish, and I feel horrible. Like, I got emotionally attached to those fish, and now they're all dead. I hope pretty, not. You've gone through like 40 fish in the last couple months. Exactly. <laughs> when did you have it going good? Yeah. No, Nikki, they've always been dying. No, Nikki, tell them I had a good run. I like for like uh, three or four weeks, it was a good run. It was clear and the fish were happy and they were swimming around. And I'd come down here every night and I'd just sit there and for like 30 minutes and just stare at the fish. Toons likes to look at the fish. And my, my other tank, my beta tank with Raul, he's going great. He's happy as can be. You know, nothing wrong with that tank. So I don't know what the deal is. No idea. Or fishies. Yeah, it's very, very sad. It was a little hazy before you left, though, too. It It does look greener now. It Oh, no, it's not green. I mean, this is like nuclear fluorescent green. I'm afraid to even take the water out because I'm afraid I'm going to turn into the swamp thing or something. (laughs) Well, that's what happened to the fish. They grew legs and walked out of that place. (laughs) Yeah, it was weird. All of our doors were open, and my uh, mother-in-law was knocked up. It was so weird. (laughs) Who made a sandwich? (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, all right, let's, uh, Alexa, fish tank light off. I thought I did when I did that. I thought that was pretty neat too. So whatever. Uh, I divorced my husband for my lover because AI bot chat GPT told me to it's full response left me shaking is the headline. So before I tell you this story, cause I found it interesting on numerous levels, this chat GPT, I'm not, all that familiar with it but i've been hearing it more and more lately is this like the next big thing nate you'd probably know the answer to this yeah this is going to change the world once it takes off more what is it it's 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 an ai you can ask it to do anything it can write code you can have it you can tell it to write a rap song about brandon and you just give it a couple of things about brandon it'll write a song um it'll it can rewrite your resume if you want to i mean you can do like almost anything this, write all your college papers yeah yep. that's that's when i first heard about it i it was like we're worried that it's going to it was a guy actually the guys i play tennis with because one of them's a school teacher and he's like have you heard of this chat gpt i was like no what is that or no i go yeah i briefly heard about it i saw something on it he goes oh yeah it's you know you can 
Just say, write a paper on the Revolutionary War, and it'll write the paper for you. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. So was it like a legacy? Yeah, but it has all the information of the... Well, so it's it's disconnected from the internet. So it's not... I think it says it doesn't know anything past like 2000 or 2021 or 2020 or something. So it's not connected to the internet. So it can't go off and like grab things from it right now. It's just learning by what you are typing into it. Um, so it's not exactly like Alexa, but it is, it, it can do just these crazy things. Like I said, like write code or, or write anything. Isn't it funny when, somebody, when, whenever no. somebody says Alexa, they kind of Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want it to go off. Yeah. Like I saw somebody who was a social media manager and he, he fed in some like bullet points of, you know, whatever, you know, the, the Facebook account was that that they were making posts for that month. And it was like, write me, um, you know, a different post every day of the week for, you know, this information and it will write content. So you just copy and paste it and you just plug it in there and schedule it. And they're like, you don't have to do your job anymore. Basically. That's, that's nuts. Well, in this story, this woman who I believe is a Brit, she was, uh, not sure if she was happy in her marriage. I mean, there, there, there wasn't, you know, at least in the story, many details of like, yeah, she's from South London of why she was unhappy, you know, whether he cheated or, or whatnot. This 37 year old, 37 year old, 37 year old is listed online under the name moniker Sarah. And she report, uh, and, and reportedly she works within the tech world, which is how she came up with the idea to ask the bot to help her with such an important life decision. She Oh, she had been having an affair for six months of her five-year marriage. She was the one having the affair. So it's it all started on a dating site aimed at married folks called Illicit Encounters. <laughs> Do you really need a bot to tell you that you shouldn't be married? I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> you, 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 you sought out a dating site for people like you that want to cheat on your significant other. Anyway. Uh, consistent arguments and additional marital issues pushed Sarah to the edge and made her realize the marriage either needed to be fixed or ended entirely. So that's where she was at. They were having problems. One would assume they were having problems. She started to cheat, whether she liked this guy or not. She's getting her outlet. She's getting what her husband's not giving her. And she's like, I love him probably, but I don't know if I want to stay with him. I need help. So in distress, she asked the GPT-3 version of the chatbot to quote-unquote write me a story based on my current situation and what the person in the story should do in a failing marriage while experiencing the excitement of the affair I've been having. The woman was amazed at quote-unquote how it picked up so well on my dilemma and even considered my own happiness. Again, quoting for the normal person using chat GPT for the first time, it will be an eerie experience with sort of output uh, that it's capable of doing. So the advice of the chat bot, she said, it gave me the push I needed to make the jump and leave a relationship that had been in the doldrums for a long time. Doldrums. Uh, so then it just goes to talk about, I don't think anything else is that, that important of what she does. She's in the tech world and blah, blah, blah. So she needed this AI to tell her, what she already, for the most part, knew. Here's what's scary about this. Numerous things. One, it could get hacked into 
And the sheep that want to do these types of things are going to be fed information that's going to lead them astray. I mean, this is the equivalent of people that believe everything on Facebook, right? Instead of making decisions based off of either your head or your heart, like a human being, you know, make a, make a decision for your life as a human being, not based off of Facebook or social media or, or, or a a chat bot or whatever this fucking thing is, you know, so it can be hacked and just thousands of people be fed bad information. Uh, the, the second part of this is that there are so many people that are looking for a neutral party to tell them, not suggest, but to tell them what to do with their lives. That to me just shows a whole new scale of weakness to, a, to, to the human being, to a person. When you have to rely on that for your entire life, that to me then is... you already have an issue. You, you have a big issue. And to me, that's... You already have an issue. That is really sad. You know, now on the flip side of that, you go, okay, well, what's the difference between you going to a therapist for a neutral party and listening to a professional? Uh, maybe they're quote-unquote hacked, meaning that they have an agenda. Maybe. But, yeah. it's, but it's still a human being. And I think even from a therapist standpoint, you can kind of decipher what's going to work for you or what's not going to work for you. So I even think if you believe everything that the therapist is telling you, you know, and I even think the therapist would probably say, look, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm just going to guide you and you make your own decisions. Yeah, but it's, it's, this already happens basically they're just using this chat GPT for some reason, but it's, it's no different than, I mean, you said a therapist, which is a little more like, I guess, reliable, but it's no different than somebody going to a tarot card reader or an astrologist or, or something like that, where they're kind of, you know, they, they don't have the, the actual correct answer. It's just like a opinion or a suggestion. Um, but people do that all the time to go figure out what they should do. Even religion. I mean, it's like going and, you know, quote unquote, talking to God or whatever, and, and, and then making a decision off of that. People have always been doing these things. It's just now they're using technology. In theory, you are correct. Yes. And I would agree with that. But the problem is, is because it's new and it's sexy and you know, we have as human beings, a tendency to jump on those types of, you know, adjectives, then people are going to take this as gospel. So we're going to go through an era, maybe even a generation or two of people that solely base their decisions off of this. I don't know. I mean, I think if you understand what it is, you realize that it's not, I mean, at least right now, it's not something that it's, it's been fed in a certain amount of information. So it's not going to say anything, you know, out of completely outside of the box. It's, it's whatever has been put into it. So I I don't know. I I think it's similar to these other things that I suggested. Well, Uh, here, here's a, here's a third angle to look at it. What if it gives information that's horrible? What if you are having psychological, sociopathical, serial killer tendencies and you feed this thing, all this information and you ask it, should I go and kill such and such? And it responds with yes. So where does the blame lie? You know, obviously the murderer, the you, the killer, 
But, you know, we see court cases now where that one in particular where the girl told her friend, just go kill yourself. And she did, you know, in a text message. And I think she was charged, you know, by you know, whatever she was charged with. So where where is the responsibility? Who who takes the responsibility for information that could lead to something horrible like that? What if a world leader is a nut job, in which there's plenty of them out there, right? Including some that run this country, and they're like, I'm out of I'm out of answers. I don't know who to trust. Oh, let me go on a chat GPT and ask if I should nuke North Korea today. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, I think you should. And it does, I mean, like how far does it go? And then you get to those places and you go, okay, well, is it policed? And if it's policed, then you're going to have the argument like we have now with social media is that, well, you're policing it for your own agenda and that's not freedom of speech. And then the argument comes back in. Well, it's a private company. and blah, 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 blah. So, like, where is this going to go? Where do you think it'll go? And how bad could it get? Again, it's, it's, it's whoever's using it. I think people that want to kill people, it, a machine doesn't tell them. They're going to do it regardless if they want to. People who are, who are suicidal, they're suicidal. I, don't, I think we're putting too much stock into whatever this thing mm. is. I don't think it's going to be ruling everybody's minds and everybody's going to go to this machine for advice. I don't, I don't see that happening. Well, and there's already, I mean, there's bad information all over the internet. There's people that go to the internet looking for something and and they get it wrong and they might go, you know, shoot up a a business because they think, you know, they don't like, you know, the, the race of the people that own it or something because they read these things on the internet. They're not getting charged now or whoever put that, that website up there. It's, it's personal responsibility. So I think it'll be about the same. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wrong articles all the time on Facebook. I know people who get their news from Facebook and Instagram and it's wrong as ever. So oh, my mom. nobody even blame for that. <laughs> <laughs> as I, as I, as I build this relationship back up with my mother and I talk to her more often uh, did you see on Facebook? Uh, there's a lot of those. <laughs> did, you, did, did, did you see on Facebook the other day? I said no, mom. You know we're we're probably seeing different things on Facebook. <laughs> she goes, I can't. But I go. Well, let's make sure it's true. Did you did you follow it up and, and do a little research? Exactly. And she's oh, I don't know how to use those apps. I don't. She just just how to use Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you're right. That is a, it is a, a fear or an issue that could come up as, you know, the information that's being, you know, put into this, um, artificial intelligence. Yeah, it, it could definitely go wrong, but th- there's a lot of stuff that we already have that's kind of gone wrong and we're not, we're not too terribly off. Hopefully. All right. Well, I, I just, I got a, I got a bad feeling about this thing. I think we're going to think in the next five ish or so years, we're going to see a lot of stories where, you know, people love to pass the blame, pass the buck. And they're, well, I wouldn't have done it if chat GPT didn't tell me to do it. You know, that kind of thing. I, I don't even know how you access this. Is it a website? Is it an app? Is it a computer? What, how are these people finding this thing? Yeah, you just, you just Google it. You can go up. It's, it's free to sign up and, and you can just ask it questions. I think uh, I saw somebody in one of our radio groups. They they had it right, like imaging. They just put in a bunch of bullet points and said, hey, write some imaging for a classic rock radio station in this part of the country and here's the information and it would just write a bunch of different um imaging pieces for uh for radio i i saw that post but i didn't read through it did it turn out like were they happy with it yeah i thought it was pretty good i mean 
sound like anything you'd hear on the radio now. Do you have to pay for this? No, it's like a, it's like a project basically. So they want people to use it because it, it learns from the different requests that it, oh. it's been given, but you can do the same thing. Like you could, um, you could put like a, a news article in and be like, Hey, summarize this news article. And then it'll write a little summary paragraph. And then you can use that as a, a post or, you know, in your research or whatever you want to do. It'd be easy. You know, if I want to do blogs mm-hmm. and you just put in bullet points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it'll write it for you. And then it writes it for you. And there's no plagiarism whatsoever. Yeah, I don't know how how it would um how that would be handled. Who who owns this? I feel like it's like a research project. I don't know exactly who um has started it. And they're just uh, gathering all this data from people all over the world. Yeah, it's using it to learn. Um, and, and, and give better results and more sophisticated results. I think like Google does the same thing right now. It, it learns about the types of things that you search and whatever. So it'll give you better, more like targeted results. So you're not just getting gibberish that you don't need. It's probably like five kids at Georgia tech that do this <laughs> in their dorm. They're like, let's do Let's work on this project. It's going to change the world. This is a game changer. I mean, it's, uh, it's you know, I, I don't know how teachers are going to know that the school papers came from this. You know, you're, it's going to change everything. I agree with you on that. It's for better well, or for and, worse. Yeah, and like customer service, you know, sometimes with airlines, you can do their little chat feature. They're not going to have to hire anybody. They're going to have this chat GPT that's going to be there, and it, it knows all the information about the flights and everything. It can rebook you probably. It'll be able to reschedule you, reroute you through different ways that maybe a human wouldn't, wouldn't think of, but this thing can do it in, like, nanoseconds. I will tell you, I really enjoy, if I can't talk to somebody, which never works out well for me anyway, I really enjoy the text's customer service like Delta, oh yeah me too delta's got it apple's got it and you get to a certain point like if it, it can't figure it out for you then you'll talk to somebody and usually they'll call you which is great like apple to me uh, apple and amazon have the best customer service it's 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 amazing you know like you know you can go on to apple's apple support and schedule a call and they literally call you a minute later and you can understand the person they because they're usually at their. I actually talked to somebody in Apple that was like lived right up the street, which was pretty crazy one time. You know, and Amazon, even though they use outsourcing, they're outsourcing at least you can understand them, and uh, they're always extremely helpful. And you can get them on the phone if need be. And I've never had Amazon say no to me, which is pretty cool. Those are the two, in my opinion, best customer service. But Amazon, I don't think, uses the text service. Apple does. Delta does. Delta has to. Their customer service is horrendous. Horrendous. Like, good luck trying to get a hold of somebody. They're like hour and a half waits for Delta if you want to talk to somebody. Silly. Yeah, it looks like this chat GPT was started by, let's see, founded in 2015. It's a research nonprofit CEO, Sam Altman from Chicago. Wow. So it's been going on for about seven, eight years. All right. Well, look at that. If you got any questions and you can't figure it out for yourself, you can ask a bot. Look at that. Makes, <laughs> your, makes you a lot better. All right, Brandon, you ready? I be, I be. You be. One question with Brandon. All right, go ahead. 
Are you a terrible painter but always wanted a portrait of your pet? Well, I got the lady just for you. Meredith Sparks with Studio Sparks Design. Created back in old 2018, she does amazing portraits of your pets, no matter what it is. It could be a dog, a lizard, a cat. It could be anything. Uh, if you want to reach out to her, find her on Facebook and Etsy, Studio Sparks Design. They ship nationwide. They're out of the Ackworth, Dallas area, not Texas, Georgia. Uh, it's great for uh, coming up. We got holidays and uh, all kind of good things. So get you a uh, good old pet portrait from Miss Meredith Sparks. I'm, I'm- Sorry, what do they what do they do nationwide? Ship. Okay. I don't know if I anybody so. else heard that. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 I'm guessing ship. I I thought I heard something else, but I'm glad they. So did I. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad the Sparky family does not do that nationwide. <laughs> All right. What's your one okay. question? Right. Would you rather be? Uh, 20 feet tall or one foot tall? Mm. Mm. Wow. My, my first response would be 20 feet tall, but I don't know. One foot tall is kind of cool. Like you don't have any health issues, right? You're just. Yeah. I mean, except for maybe finding shelter. <laughs> Either way, you're going to have, we well, probably be easier time getting clothes at one foot tall because you wear baby clothes be a lot cheaper um you can look in a closet almost (laughs) there's 40 year old jason wearing onesies every day (laughs) that'd be hilarious (laughs) actually i'm going to change my mind i think i would go one foot tall a lot of little neat things you could do i think it's a lot less maintenance than being 20 foot tall 20 foot tall would just be you know and then people are asking how tall you are all the time. If you ever notice that you play basketball, exactly. If you ever notice, it's funny because yesterday, uh, my mother-in-law, and my daughter went to target and they came back telling a story how they saw this, the tallest guy they've ever seen. And it was this tall, skinny white guy. And everyone was asking how tall he was. I was like, why, why would you do that? And it was like, you know, some older lady is like, Oh my God, look how tall you are. No one ever asks a midget how tall they are. They always yeah. ask. They always ask tall people how tall they are. No one ever asks a short person how short they are, right? For some reason, it's not. It's 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 not offensive, or annoying, or dick to go up to a tall person and go, "Wow, how tall are you?" It's like a badge of honor from those people. But if you're short, it's a disability. Isn't that weird? You ever thought about that? Yeah. Well, it's like weight, you know, like Brandy would always get yeah. uh, upset because people would say how skinny she was. Like, you don't say that to a, a fat person, you know, say, hey, how much do you weigh or whatever? Eat a, you know, stop eating them cheeseburgers. But, you know, Brandy, they'd be like, oh, eat a cheeseburger. What do you, you look like a twig. Yeah, you're right. So I'm going one foot. Nikki? I think I'd rather be 20 feet. I don't want people stepping on me. I don't want to be down and no one notices I'm there. So I want to be 20 feet tall. In your case, I I would probably be 20 feet tall. You can't have those breasts at one foot. (laughs) Yeah. You get rug burn. If I was one foot tall, I wouldn't have them. I'd be completely differently sized. Start Start calling her dragger. (laughs) (laughs) Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go 20 feet i want to i want to be up high and see what's going on all right nate i i would be one foot i, I think there's far more benefits to be a little a little one foot tiny tiny person yeah because you can you can live in smaller space you won't have to have a big house you just get a dog house 
Um, you know, they're the, like Jason said, the clothes fit, you'd have a hard, there's not a lot of benefits to being bigger. Cause you just like even Shaq, like he, he has to get everything custom made cars, custom sized, And it's not like, like even like a giraffe, like, what else, what else they, can they do? They can eat some leaves. That's about it. What, you know, there's nothing, there's not another benefit that I would see to being that tall. Giraffes can see when the enemy is coming because they're so tall and they can see over the trees. Yeah, but well, chipmunks can. I'll just go in my doghouse when people are coming and hide. Hell yeah. Yeah. One foot. I'm, I'm in for the one foot. Brandon, what about you? Yeah, I kind of thought you could probably get a good job as a 20-foot person, but then I was like, oh, you could probably get the same job as a one-foot person. You could, like, climb in air ducts and stuff, and you could go in, you know, cool places. I feel like yeah, sex yeah. would be very interesting as well. You'd be you, your always got a, you always got a job around Christmas time at the mall? As an elf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah from a guy's standpoint, you want to be one-foot tall because your penis is going to be big no matter what. Uh, Unless there's about going a whole body in there. small. Yeah, to, to, what's that? Or it can be extremely small. Have you ever seen a uh, midget dwarf? I, I don't know what the right word is, but whatever. Have you ever seen their little penis? Person. Little person. Little person. Their penises are huge. All of them? All of them. No way. You can't all. even say that. He's, all little people have big penises. He's seen 20 and they're ginormous. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you see them at? Uh, Midgetdicks.com. <laughs> 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 don't go there it probably exists <laughs> uh, no I, I've, I had a buddy I have a buddy uh, that's you know I'm talking about Nate and he, yeah he's uh, he's but, huge but is it actually big or is it just in relationship to the rest of their body does it matter yeah well and the good thing about being small is even if it was like a little tiny penis right. like uh, Nikki's saying you're just like Oh, well, I'm a little tiny guy. What do you expect? Right. So you got an excuse for it. Right. But if you're tall, I mean, there's no way you could have a penis proportionate to being 20 feet tall. It's just impossible. Yeah. Be killing bitches. Like, like I wonder what Andre the Giant's penis looked like. You know? Yeah. Well, he's probably not circumcised. I don't know circumcision. Good noble French. Andre. Let me ask Chad GPT. How big is Andre the Giant's dick? Ask him. Let's <laughs> see what he says. Do you have you have the app on your phone, huh? No, it's a website. I'm gonna, oh. I'd have to find it. Oh, okay. I thought you were really asking. All right, that's a good question. One foot It'd be easier than most of your questions, though. One foot, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely go with one foot. Yeah, I'm going twenty. Let, you could you could probably get. What would your job be if you were one foot? And you make the most money off of? I'd play in the NBA. If you're one foot? <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you could do whatever you want. I mean, you could... Uh, be you could be an uh, AC, like an air duct cleaner. Yeah, that's what you Brandon was saying. Those vents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could be a CEO. You could be a business guy. You could you could do whatever you want. I mean, you could do the same thing as a 20 foot. You're talking about specific to your height, though. Yeah. Like you could be like a, a rat hunter or something. Yeah, you like jump through the walls and a little tiny bow and arrow. Rat hunter. Or you could open up a daycare. You know, the kids would relate and they think you're cute. <laughs> they probably step on me. Yeah. They go, <laughs> like, oh, our teacher's a little feller, you know. But if you're 20 foot tall, you're intimidating and you're scary. You're a monster. You're a giant, right? You know, I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of the theory. I'm a professional WNBA player and I'm making millions of dollars. Not in the WNBA. I was going to say, not in the WNBA. You ain't making millions of dollars. 
They're going to pay me more because I'm so tall. I'm taller than all the other ladies. I'm making hundreds of dollars. <laughs> they still ain't doing it. I mean, that's the theory in Greek mythology, right? When, you know, you read Beowulf or, you know, the, the Iliad or whatever, uh, or uh, the, the, the giants in, in the story of Beowulf, the theory, they're just large people. They're not necessarily giants, you know, but they were just, and that's kind of like when we see here, all these stories of, of, of ancient history, like the giants that existed, they were just big people. You know, you got to think the people back then were not tall. Like the, the, the average height was like five, six or five, seven. You've been to the fort in like St. Augustine, right? Uh, you try to walk through that damn thing. If you're five, seven, you've got a duck because everybody back then was so short and small. So, um, but 20 foot tall is going to be intimidating. You're walking around. People are going to be terrified. You walk into target at 20 feet tall. People are going to run out of the store. You walk in at one foot tall. They're not going to do anything. Yeah. And what, you can't fly anywhere. Cause you know, I mean, I guess you could buy a bunch of seats, but if you're 20 feet tall, you can't, you're gonna have to lay down in the aisle. And I don't think they'll allow that. No, they're not going to allow that. All right. Podcastthebs.com. That is our website. Become a premium two percenter. Get the bonus content like we're about to give you here in just a second because one of us is going to the Super Bowl this year. We're going to tell you that story here after the outro. Uh, but, yeah, sign up and, and get the episodes early and help the cause and get commercial free if you choose and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, also, you get one uh, as of right now, I'm still waiting for a sponsor to come through, but as of right now, one um, full-length um, uh, show each week that uh, I usually send out on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. So we'll send that to you this week when, uh, well, you should already have it by now. Um, I put in actually a bonus video of the Bully Ray uh, interview, the full Bully Ray interview is is up there and then i've archived the last couple of weeks that we've been doing this so if you missed it or you didn't get it for whatever reason you can go back and, and watch it so i hope that's helpful and i hope you enjoy that also on our website our top three the episodes we release on tuesdays all the playlists like if you're going to do a road trip like i want to do across country it comes in handy you put on your spotify and you just listen to random music and you can have a conversation based off of the topic that we discussed our merch store is up on podcastthebs.com. Questions for Manny Aurora. Uh, if you'd like to be a sponsor, all of our social media, which I hope that you're already following, liking, sharing all of our content, uh, our YouTube page, please subscribe to that if you haven't already, trying to get those numbers up. I know most of you have not. I don't know if it's just that you're not on YouTube or don't know what it is, but it's very simple. You click the link on our website and it'll take you there and you just hit subscribe. It's free and just get notified if you want of uh, new videos, which we have daily that are posted. All right. With that being said, uh, Nate, what do you got before we get out or for the bonus Cal stuff? California, come for the Hollywood sign. Stay for the Red Panda show. There you go. All right. Uh, Nikki D. Amazon women are winning. Yes, there you go. And Brandon. Uh, watch where you step. There might be tiny people. There you go. All right. Uh, for you premium two percenters, stick around after the outro. We're going to tell you which one of us is going to the Super Bowl and how we got there. Uh, for the rest of you, subscribe so you can get the bonus content. As always, appreciate the support. Thanks for listening. Bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. PodcastTheBS.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.